Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my episode about the Corridors of Time Quest review. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. That probably would have helped you figure out why I've not been submitting videos because I spent basically five and a half days in the Corridors of Time so I couldn't create videos and do talks. Sorry about that. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting the like, the subscribe button, hitting the bell button, leaving a comment, all those things help me out i do want to say though the drought in content i am sorry about that i was putting in you know 15 and 20 hour days to contribute to this puzzle Uh, i basically barely kept a normal sleep schedule the closer we got to the end and so i was unable to do talks and videos i do have a talk plan for contest modifier that i wrote and i wasn't able to do it because there just wasn't opportunities to take breaks i even missed out on sponsored opportunities that that expired on me because we were, we were pushing so hard to get this done. So for those of you that enjoy my content, I am sorry about that. What I'm going to do in this review is I'm going to start with puzzle criticism. During the five days we were working on this, there was a lot of criticism. I think there were a lot of bad takes and a lot of misrepresentation uh, from content creators and people with platforms that just decided to take shots at it. A lot of them tried to dial it back and tried to like backtrack what they said. But I want to address a lot of those criticisms. I believe this this event was excellent and was done very well by Bungie. And I want to talk about why comparatively to like other puzzles. Then I want to talk about the experience, how we experienced it, how the community seemed to experience it, uh, the feedback I received both on my Twitter feed and in chat. And then I want to end by talking about the prize. Obviously, it's no secret. You get the Bastion for doing this. We got it early because of this quest and people are really, really mixed on it. Mostly people are disappointed. I want to speak as to why I'm disappointed but i think in the in the long run we're probably going to get over it so puzzle criticism i want to state very clearly that anyone who claims this puzzle wasn't inclusive isn't representing the puzzle accurately this was the single most inclusive event ever done in destiny except for maybe the Mars event, but that wasn't really an event that involved you connecting to other community members. You could just go run Nightfalls and kill things on Mars. The Mars community challenge wasn't really an event as much as like a faction rally where you go and shoot stuff and contribute to the grand total and you can't even really see the grand total. You got to go check like later and they update Twitter and stuff. The grand scope of this, the amount of people who had to get involved in a very, very specific way, you had to go and do this thing, take a picture and submit it. This was literally something that every single person could participate in. And by design, you kind of had to. This was not just for streamers and raid secrets. Streamers and raid secrets were catalysts to the information from the masses. We literally couldn't work without you. And that's why we dedicated such long hours to literally just people coming in, taking a picture, submitting your picture through a form that we created tweeting out pictures this was a massive massive groundswell movement in the community which is why I'm seeing so many people that were like this was a great experience I don't even care about the reward I had fun this was amazing the thousands of players being involved are a are an objective refutation to the people that said this wasn't inclusive, this wasn't a good event. A lot of the people that took issue with this traditionally have benefited very well from Destiny's existence as streamers, as companies, as events, 
all the things that a lot of the people that have been sort of in this community, they've benefited from Destiny. They've benefited from events that largely were built for streamers, content creators, and were very exclusive. And this was one time where it wasn't exclusive. Every single community member could get involved if they wanted. Anybody that was trying to do Niobe Labs, there wasn't really a way to connect as a community other than to watch streamers try, and then you could try as well. We weren't really needing to come together. We were all just kind of beating our head against the wall. Outbreak Prime, Hidden Quest, all these other things again they're things that you can just largely do on your own this was a massive massive community involved project that wouldn't have been possible if people wouldn't have caught the vision and really leaned in the mechanisms and the machines and the programs built by corridor crunch raid secrets folks from reddit the excel spreadsheets it was unbelievable and I want to say a special thanks to Glad and Chevy and Clyde for pulling me in and including me. It felt really cool to be included. There's been a lot of, you know, insular behavior in the directory leading up to this point from others. And this is a group that decided let's all work together. And it felt good to see that in the directory again. We haven't had that feel and that vibe in a really long time. I think this is also totally unique when you compare it to other puzzles. This was a very unique idea that everyone would have to go and do their part, but then also submit their part to the grand whole. Everything you saw on that map, if you saw the released map, every single player that submitted an image is a part of that map. It's it's this giant quilt and tapestry that I think very beautifully represents the Destiny community. Lots of tiny parts coming together to form a very big part, and I really, really like that. The Destiny community is continuing to prove they can rally behind good causes and cool events in large numbers, and it's really, really amazing to see. So people talking about the good old days, I think the Destiny community is still in the good old days. We're still doing amazing things, we're still coming together, uh, and I think we prove that with events like this. Everyone leaned in, they helped, and they promoted being inclusive and working together. All these alternative narratives and all these alternative stories that people are trying to trot out there, to me, just felt, and it just honestly felt like jealousy or some form of like trying to knock down what others are doing rather than just celebrating and being positive, which again, I think people show their true colors a lot of times in these moments. And I think the true heroes were the people that came in and got involved, the chat, the, the viewers, the tweets, everything. It was so clear the community was leaning in to help this happen and not leaning out. If you look at the viewership, the contribution on Twitter and Reddit, it was a groundswell of uh, involvement. Now, that leads me to the experience. What did it feel like to be involved? Like, that's that's kind of me pushing back against the puzzle criticism and blatant lies told by people on Twitter misrepresenting what was going on. Uh, I've actually never experienced anything like this with the community. I've never experienced anything like this with the community. Usually, the high moments for me was like when I finally beat Oryx or when we finally beat Riven. Well, that's a moment that I get to experience and you get to kind of watch. This was completely different. This was something that I got to experience with you. You were constantly joining my game, and then I would take a picture of your clue, and then people were wanting to do an emote with me every time. That was really cool. People were sending us in bounties. We needed these people, these pieces. It got to the point where we would put out a bounty for a puzzle piece we needed, and we would get it, like, instantaneously. It was so cool to see a living, breathing hive mind coming together and, like, beating this thing so quickly it was the, the one time we literally I tweeted the bounty and people were like Lono that bounty thing you just tweeted yeah two of the four are already found I was like I just sent the tweet it was amazing getting to experience that it, you know I've been playing Destiny since the beta of D1 and I've never seen I've never seen or got to experience a moment like this. The interdependency and the map development was awesome to see. We were we were interdependent. We could not get this done without a brilliant person coming up with a map 
the, you know, the program to build the map. They were trying to build it by hand at first. We'd have never gotten this done without the community believing in the process and submitting images day in, day out, hour by hour. You guys were feeding the machine data and it, it, the interdependency was cool. And then when the map would kick out, you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's finally coming together. This is incredible. The stress and the relief and, and the, the, the feeling of running for the first time and it actually working, I've never experienced that. I've beaten raid bosses. I've taken that sigh of relief like, oh, we finally did it. This was completely different. My heart was pounding out of my chest when I was running it for the first time. Chat, we're on the, we're on the edge of our seats. And when I saw that thing, that, 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 that waypoint pop up, like you, you can go into the next room. And I walked up to the casket. I, I, I got a little emotional. I, I breathed a sigh of relief. I was like, it's over. We've done it. This is amazing. And, and, and obviously chat was thrilled that they didn't have to watch us try to figure out what piece was missing. Cause if it didn't work, if it didn't work, we were going to have to really do some sleuthing and some, and some troubleshooting. And it would have taken a little bit longer. We got to really celebrate the first run. The first try worked and it was a really great experience. Now, I say all that, and that all sounds great, but when we arrive at the reward, the Bastion, the community is definitely landing on the more negative side of things with this, and there's a handful of reasons why. I'm going to try my best to affirm the disappointment. I myself was kind of like, really, that's it, but I also want to try and give some perspective here that was helpful both from Dylan and then my own perspective the more I thought about it, okay? It is disappointing, but... I don't want to bash the whole event because I think this is going to be a really fond memory for a lot of us and I don't want to let the gun ruin it. The, the further distance that I get from this and reflect on it, it is disappointing, but I do think it's cool. The Bastion was listed on the calendar for January 28th and we got it on January 20th. And my perspective on it is essentially why I retweeted T-Rex. He said that the his personal opinion, we walked the corridors of time into the future to get an exotic uh, early and we got cool lore. That's it. And I retweeted him and I said, the community is now woven into the lore. We collectively time traveled. I think that's kind of cool if you think about it, the story, the journey, and the experience. It is kind of neat in the grand scheme of things to look back in a year and be like, do you guys remember that time we basically time-traveled collectively as a community contributing to this crazy like giant map and we time traveled and we got a gun early we pulled a gun from the future into the present that's kind of cool that's kind of neat to think about it in that way and if that's not neat enough I do want to give you some perspective on why they did this because Dylan responded and I think this is a little bit it's, it's helpful to understand this I still think they could have done something differently but there's a lot of things in the way of them hiding something like this number one data miners make it impossible number two anytime they want to do a surprise it's not going to be a big surprise if we have to go download an update and be like ooh you surprised us with an update that we downloaded and now we can data mine it and now we can see it because that's essentially what would happen Dylan said, do you find the story of the community coming together to unlock a new unique exotic early as a letdown due to the time investment to do so? Or is this because the reward would you have preferred expectations? Um, would you have preferred expectations here? Uh, as opposed to mystery. He said the lack of having the exotic listing listed on the sh- on the on the, 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 the calendar, he said it could have led to a discussion to a lack of value. The lack of a roadmap could lead to a discussion about hiding the season and not providing ample information for an informed purchase. So with those thoughts in mind, would you rather see a lack of ex- expectations going into a season or expectations being set? So by and large, what they're trying to do with these with these these schedules in these calendars is they're trying to set an expectation 
indication of value. If you buy the season, this is everything that you're getting, and I don't know if they want to lean on mystery. My feedback to them was, I think mystery and surprise have a place in Destiny. That's what this quest was. Everyone's like, Lono, there's a quest at Osiris. And I, sh- I end Q&A, and I run to him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, let's figure this out. And it was mysterious, it was hard, it was challenging, it was a surprise. I think mystery and surprise has a place in this game, and I think, in this instance, Bungie missed the mark a little bit. They should have left this as a surprise. They should have said, there's a surprise exotic on the 28th. And everyone was like, what the frick is it going to be? And then they could have been like, this is it. You guys got it early. You traveled through time and got it early. This is it. The fact that we could see it, the fact that it was announced, really kind of took the wind out of the sails. It's like we spent five days, 24 hours a day, working on this quest and this mystery to get something that we were already kind of expecting. And so I, I do think that... You know, and and what Flame is saying I think is helpful. Seasonal expectations are already low. Just give me the ten dollar blind box. I think that's helpful to see it that way, though. But in the other, I think in the other direction, if expectations for the season are already low, they don't want to feel this fill the season calendar with a bunch of unknowns. They want people to be confident in what they're getting, and that's why the Bastion was on the calendar, and that's why ultimately it led to a disappointing crescendo to the puzzle. So. At the end of the matter, I'm going to remember the journey more than the weapon. I remember the first time I killed Oryx. I don't remember what gun I was using. And this is going to be a very similar story for myself. We, as a community, came together, did what was in, what seemingly was insurmountable. We did it faster than Bungie anticipated. And we got to time travel and pull a gun into the present. And I think that's pretty dope. And I'd rather remember that than being like, well, we got surprised by a weapon because it wasn't on the calendar. I think I can get over that. And people were going to be like, well, that's because you were involved. Everybody was involved and everybody could have been involved and my twitter feed was full of people saying i don't care about the reward i had a blast i did my part i submitted images i think it was fun and i think that's probably the take that a lot of people are going to have who took part and leaned in so we're going to go to question and answer i'm sure it's going to get saucy as i've always said at the end of these videos if you want to help me out the best way to do it is to like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to you or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Quarters of Time quest. It was my review. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right into my Twitch channel and you can join the conversation. And we're going to jump right in because we have a ridiculous amount of questions. This one got a little spicy in between as well. So, Link Sacrifice with the first question. Do you think we die at the end of D2? That's how Bungie resets us and we go back in time to save ourselves from making it, uh, making us the veil. I don't know if we're going to die at the end of D2. I think that the stranger is going to rescue us because she can time travel. I believe she can time travel. I believe her and Osiris are working together. I believe she's going to save us from dying. And then we would likely do something similar to what you're saying. Travel to another place in time because what that would do is it would allow them to have that nostalgia where we might go and revisit areas that are familiar we'll hear whispers of things that we know what they lead to oh that leads to this that leads to that weapons that might even seem that you know maybe were the ones that inspired weapons that we had used in the past so they could they could keep the nostalgia present but we would be basically leaving everything behind um 
Also, I think Eugene's input is helpful here. It does seem like we die a really, really, really long time from now, and so they might not even need to do that. I continue to think we're going to use the Dreadnought against the Pyramid ships, but it's going to cause chaos, and then that that will be the that will be the cinematic that that opens up destiny 3 is that we power the dreadnought we power its weapon use it against the triangle ships the, the pyramid ships and it causes uh chaos you know kind of a well we got our finger on the debt switch we we we, we have to use it um and then that would be how we we lose everything um, the Dreadnought or the Almighty? Well, the Almighty is not the same level of weaponry, but I don't know about the Almighty if it could if it could do it. Um, the Dreadnought does like this wave blast attack in the one cinematic and destroys an entire fleet, which likely would be the perfect weapon to use against ships that are just kind of like ominous and hovering and heading our way. Um, so... Uh, Fluffy Rhino, do you think the prize would be a lot better if we didn't know it was coming? We've gone round and round on this today, but for the sake of question and answer, I'm going to give my answer, and when this comes up for the rest of this session, I'm going to give a very brief cliff notes, and I'm going to glide right over it. I don't want this Q&A to be literally an hour long of me answering this question, but it needs to be in here because the people listening to Q&A didn't hear what we were talking about right before this moment. I think ultimately they were facing a lot of challenges. Number one, data miners. It, if they would have kept it a surprise, it would have gotten spoiled anyway, which I know is maybe less painful than Bungie putting it on the calendar and us being like, wait, we're not supposed to have this in two weeks. Why are we getting it now? That's not as exciting. Um, if we knew a mystery exotic was coming, that would have been another thing they possibly could have done. Dylan's feedback was we use those calendars to communicate value if we shroud the calendar in mystery people would be like why aren't you telling us what we get if I'm going to spend my $10 I want to know what I'm getting I hear where he's coming from I think that's that's valid feedback our feedback is you could have put mystery exotic so we don't need to know what it is but the problem with that is it would have gotten data mined anyway now we wouldn't have seen pictures and we wouldn't have been able to like look at it and think about it I mean it wasn't in collection so we couldn't actually see anything other than some of the pictures or some of the data mine stuff so I don't know if they had a, a lot of great choices um, they didn't have a lot of great choices here if they try to surprise us it's going to get data mined something I came up with that would have been pretty anticlimactic is we could have ended the quest and gotten like a piece of something that would have led to the gun at reset well that's pretty anticlimactic to be like are you freaking kidding me like I want a gun I want a thing and being on PC, I think, is just kind of changing the name of the game a little bit. Bungie likes to have mystery. They like to have surprises, and I think it's really hard to do that. Outbreak Prime was in the game all of five minutes, and we knew it was there. And then we went into the Zero Hour quest, and we knew what we were getting the whole time. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like they don't have a lot of great options. They chose the one that, in their minds, communicated the maximum value to the consumers to let them know what they were getting and it allowed us I have said it allowed us to be sort of woven into the lore we now collectively for five days work together as a community and we pulled a gun into the present from the future we time traveled as a community and I think that's kind of cool um it, it was kind of like when they did the SIVA infection and I was patient zero and you know Bife makes the video and talks about how the lore is now reaching outside of the game and including us as players in the game's lore about that SIVA and you know that, that, that SIVA infection spreading and then they wrote about it and how we were dancing and acting strange and all this stuff they had those lore entries so we're like woven into the story of Destiny now 
again were woven in. Remember that time the Guardians went and got this gun, they time-traveled and, and cracked this insanely crazy safe, and they got this gun? That was, you know, that's a, it's another time where we're now woven into the story. And again, no matter how you shake this out, it would have been layered with some level of disappointment. Data miners could have ruined it. The quest could have been time-gated so we beat it and then have to wait so then they could add it to the game after the fact so it couldn't be data mined. Or they tell us it's coming and we get it early. There just wasn't a ton of... There wasn't a ton of options here that wouldn't have had some layer of disappointment. Obviously, being mad at the data miners might have been better than being mad at Bungie. You know, because at least then we would be blaming we'd be blaming the right people ultimately that you know I, I think in this scenario Bungie chose an option that they thought was the least likely to be received poorly and unfortunately I think the people that are really upset about it are probably a minority most of my timeline was filled with people saying I don't really care we were going to get the gun anyway this was an amazing experience now we got it early I love this event um, I think they've gotten more positive feedback from the community about this event than negative um, and I think that's one of the reasons you saw content creators dialing back their negative feedback because they weren't met with agreement. Um, they were they were not met with agreement. It's easy it's easy to throw out a a negative spin on something and get a bunch of yays and hear hears uh, and and back and and back claps. They didn't get that. By and large, the community basically said, "Shut the frick up." I mean, they did not get their their light criticisms or their pot shots or whatever you want to call it, they were not met with with resounding applause. They were met with people basically being like, can you shut the frick up? We're enjoying ourselves over here. And a lot of the criticism got walked back because of that. Uh, Try another username. (laughs) Are the other... uh, Are the others that took time to off, are they just disappointed? I think disappointment is totally understandable. I don't think anybody's coming unglued and getting angry and like shouting, you know, at Bungie from the rooftops. I think people were understandably um, disappointed. I think they were. Um, And yes, I got my daughter's ballet slippers yesterday. I took the day off and I hung out with my family. Uh, She was... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit of a personal story. The night, the Sunday night in going into Monday when we were thought we were very close, she told my wife, she said, I really hope he solves this puzzle so he can come to the ballet store with us. <laughs> so I was very, very pleased to be done because we got so close to the end, you didn't want to leave. You're like, we could solve it any minute and I'm going to miss out. I've, you know, I've invested an insane amount of time in this. And so I got a couple hours of sleep, woke up and then, um, drug myself through the day to hang out with my kiddos because it's one of those things where it's like with a raid you can be like all right we'll come back to this the next day and we'll beat this as a team but with, with this it was like dude if i leave for an hour i might miss it and we knew we were getting closer and closer to the end and my wife is amazing and very understanding she knows these events prop up crop up like this and we have to just dig in and do it and she totally understood she knows that this is not normative uh, I normally have my days off, my time with them scheduled, and we, we do lots of stuff. But this was one of those times where she knew. She's like, all right, get it done. And she was very supportive. So I think most people were have experienced different levels of dif- disappointment. But by and large, I think we're, we're, we're remembering the journey more than anything. And I think that's the, I think that's the real ticket here. 
Okay, cool, Max. How do you think about all the toxicity toward Bungie? Reading Reddit, it almost feels like I'm the only person who's still enjoying the game. Well, generally, if you're enjoying the game, uh, you know, you you actually get a a different experience, and you're not you're less likely to go and complain, right? So, oh, and I forgot to say this. Yeah, you actually get different things depending on your character. Uh, this guy in chat saying his D1 warlock got called Crota's End Hivebane Kingslayer at Young Wolf before he said Hero of the Red War. So I couldn't bring over my D1 characters because cross save wasn't a thing back then. So if you use your Destiny 1 characters to go in there, you get you get more things said about you because they're they're tracking your history. Another another really really cool thing that Bungie did so um, unfortunately those of us that switched to PC and cross save wasn't available at that time <laughs> we don't get to hear that we know in our hearts that we are we are Crota's you know Hivesbane and Kingslayers but we uh, we unfortunately don't get those lines because we switched to PC and there was no way I was going to do cross save from Xbox and start all the way over too much time too much time has has, uh, has, has passed um when people say toxicity instead of looking for valid criticisms, um, how do they not see bias in their comment? Well, I mean, generally, the, the when you go to the forums and Reddit and people are complaining, I do think there are folks that make valid criticisms. But I also think, and you, we have to admit this, this happens in places where we're being positive, so of course it's going to happen in places where they're being negative. There are a lot of people who just get really toxic and nasty about it. You can go to a YouTube video or a Twitch chat where they're being positive, and homies are going to come in and be nasty and toxic. And the same thing happens on Reddit and the forums. I don't think this person's saying that you know, he says, reading Reddit, I almost feel like I'm the only person who's still enjoying the game. To a certain extent, that is true. If you're going to go to Reddit and the forums, you're getting a slanted sampling of people who, by and large, are in a position to voice their criticism. And I think that, I think that when, when you, um, when you tap into the people that are still playing every day and still enjoying it, they're just way less likely to go and voice their frustrations or their criticisms. And I mean, I just always look at the population numbers and PVE is still rated a million players a day. Crucible has, has stabilized right below 400,000. So a million players a day are still logging in and playing. I, I would think if Reddit and the forums were representative of the sentiments of the community, um, then I think the numbers would be going down pretty, uh, pretty expeditiously. For example, the criticism and the frustration with Crucible, okay? You hear it, you see it, you see the videos, you see the comments, and then you see the Crucible numbers going into a sharp decline. When the player-based numbers of Crucible and the criticisms line up, then you've got a problem on your hands. When you look at PvE and the overall player base numbers, and then you look at the criticisms from the community, and they're sort of not in sync with each other, it's like, man, it sounds like everybody's miserable and hates the game and isn't playing. Well, actually, no, it's the player base numbers are really strong for PvE. That's when you have to sometimes come to the conclusion that the game does have flaws and inconsistencies, problems, and rooms for improvement, and room for improvement, but by and large, the community seems to be happy with the the content trickle and the and and the current uh, season pass model seems to be doing well and and I don't think it's cause for alarm. I think Crucible is is more of a cause for alarm because 
people aren't just posting videos and tweets about being unhappy, players are stopping playing, and that's when you have to be concerned. A lost recon. Couldn't Bungie get into a legal problem if they didn't close, if they didn't, I think you meant to say disclose, if they didn't disclose the contents of the season pass, Bastion included. Before it was a different model and things could be kept secret because you had to pay regardless. With this free-to-play model, you have to be fully transparent with all the contents of the season. Now that's something I didn't consider because somebody said that Datto speculated there could be legal reasons why. I don't know if that's true or not. Datto was not saying there are legal reasons. He was saying there could be. He was speculating. Just to be clear here, we don't want to misrepresent what he said. He was making a speculative statement of this could be a possible reason. And it being free to play, I don't know if there's legality about that. I don't think that there is. I, I don't think that there is. Um... I don't I don't know if they're required to say every jot and tittle of what we're going to get because if they here's here's where the logic breaks down okay they didn't tell us about this quest and yet we got it so that kind of breaks down right we didn't know there was going to be a puzzle we didn't know there was going to be a place called the corridors of time they didn't they never stipulated that on the season pass so I I don't think there's legal precedent here because they have kept things secret uh i'm trying to think of other examples altar of sorrows is another really really good thing in my corner right now to make my case they did not tell us about altar of sorrows and yet it landed in the game they didn't tell us about that loot pool and yet it landed in the game so it was not listed on the season pass and we got it anyway so i don't i don't think that's the right take here I think Dylan explained their sentimentality about it. Thank you, Poochie, for 17 months, Fett for 9 months, and a brand new sub from Bingo Bango. Thank you. I think Dylan's input is what we need. He's basically saying, look, we use the calendar to communicate value. We didn't want to keep a bunch of things secret. And he's not going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Exotics transmit tons of value. Uh, it's not hard to see, historically, the Galahorn for Rise of Iron, the Galarwing Sparrow, uh, and then this time around, we had the Ariana's Vow, and then the Symmetry, and then they put the Exotics right there on the Season Pass. Bungie's not gonna say it, but I'll say it. Like, Exotics communicate tons of value, and probably motivate a lot of purchase, so. Sneaky... Hobo, I've heard you enjoy, uh, oh, I heard you enjoy Sundered and Hyperlight Drifter. Just wondering if you've ever tried Moonlighter or any other indie suggestions similar. This is way out of left field, but I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide because you're mentioning games I really liked, especially Sundered. Sundered was free in the Epic Game Store, and I tried to let as many people know as possible. I believe it's one of the best Metroidvania platformers I've ever played. I liked Hyperlight Drifter, not as much as Sundered. Uh, if you like Sundered and Hyperlight Drifter, check out Ori and the Blind Forest, check out Guacamelee 1 and 2. Uh, and check out Hollow Knight. Those are probably the ones I would rattle off the quickest to you. Hollow Knight's rough in the beginning. It's hard to know where you're supposed to go. I false started that game two times and gave up. And then the third time, got some good tips from chat and loved it. Uh, Justin uh, Justin Earlmore says, Lono, what is your take on the community upset that only streamers and certain players could help with the puzzle? I believe this is a in not just a wrong take, but it's provably wrong. It's inaccurate. You can use basic math and observation skills, which apparently these people lack, um, to see that that's not the case at all. There were more people, there were way more people involved than streamers. Streamers were simply a catalyst for data consumption. 
by the end of the event, by the end of the event, inclusion was at an all-time high. Anybody who wanted to contribute could. You didn't even have to be a player of Destiny. You could help us transcribe. You could help look for bounties. You could help submit images of your own. Uh, you could watch people transcribe on stream and help catch errors, which chat did a ton. Um, so by the end, inclusion was at an all-time high, and it was it was increased as time went on. Something people have to understand is everybody involved the streamers and the raid secrets folks and corridor crunch um we were not an established business with internal uh procedures uh and and systems and methods of data acquisition all of that was built ad hoc we just kind of built those things as we went so when people got frustrated about us not being inclusive or blah 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 or like oh we should have had these systems built a couple of days ago the the ludicrous the ludicrousness of that statement to, to, to be like you guys should have done this days ago it's like we are literally just a bunch of homies and 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 people and acquaintances suddenly getting thrust into a situation where we have to come up with internal mechanisms right we had to have our own internal mechanisms to 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 come over the data and feed it into a map and then somebody had to build software to build the map then we had to build spreadsheets with with all this different coding in it to find dupes and to find errors and to find mistakes. Those are we're all internally built. And then externally, we had to build systems externally to receive the data from the community. We literally we we literally did it on the fly. On the fly. We were not a business. We had never worked together before and we somehow found our way through this. And I think that was a testimony to the patience and the diligence and the hardworking nature of these people and the patience and the and the and the trust and the loyalty and the people that were coming in and helping. You guys even made suggestions the one day about the spreadsheet and we added that suggestion and it helped. So I I don't I don't know how. I don't know how anybody could look at it and and spin it in another way. I really don't. So I, I think people have ulterior motives in cutting it down and making it seem less important um, and let the hearer understand. Uh, Here you go. Give Bastion a new look. We were right in our speculation. Eververse just happened. Uh, Eververse update just happened. And I gotta tell you, I'm thrilled with that color scheme. Can Can I inspect it? It's not letting me... Oh, here we go. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have to buy I'm gonna have to buy <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy that. That's great. The red and black is uh that's 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 right up my alley. That really speaks to me. Thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Bungie for that. <laughs> oh man, people are gonna call me a sellout. I don't care. Um, uh, I don't care. I'm buying it. I love it. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll make it available for Bright Dust later down the maybe they'll make it available for Bright Dust later down the line. Um, you can now get these for Bright Dust. I was too impatient and didn't wait. These ones for Doomfang Pauldrons, the embodiment of the War Beast. Um, and then we got an Avalon, and we already have this uh, the Hazard of the Cast ornament. I don't know why anybody would use that because Breakneck uh, Jewel of Saturn, Tip of the Spear Sparrow is available for Bright Dust. Uh, that thing's awesome. It'd be cool if you could actually cause increased damage to enemies with this. <laughs> is it silver only? Has it been data mined? Yeah, it probably. It probably is. They did that with the with the Whisper, I think too. Uh, we got the distracted emote. And then we missed some of the featured items up here for silver. This was, oh, this was Bright Dust previously, and it's Bright Dust again, the Ash Angel. Uh, Circadian Chill, I don't know if I own that or not. I'm just going to do it. Um, And then Playground Ride Emote. 
Oh, they they use the mini sparrow in an emote. That is um that's freaking adorable. That is adorable. <laughs> uh okay. Oh, and we have the ram. The ram sparrow is available. That thing is enormous. That's Saint 14 uh inspired uh if you own it you can't buy it again. Oh, it's checked. Oh, that's right. That's right. They added that. Thank you. I forgot they did that. Let's go down here and see if there's any new shaders. Yeah, here's one here, grayscale undergrowth. I always like to buy the shaders cuz that's one of the that's one of the things in the game that you can kind of spice up your look uh, with a shader. So, not a bad little thing. If you're listening to the Q and A, I'm just gonna quickly I'm gonna quickly comb over stuff very quickly. Vanguard strikes are void this week. Void heavyweight, not a bad start. Um, I don't know if we can go for spare rations this week, but solar is up, but it's not solar heavyweight, so you can't. One K voices will kind of help. Um, so. And then we haven't looked at like the bounties and stuff at the tower. We could go there next. Uh, the nightfall is arms dealer. Nightfall ordeal is arms dealer. I'm sorry. Three nightfalls to choose from is warden of nothing, Sabbathune song, and Exodus crash. Warden of nothing. I could finally go for my warden's law. I never got the one that I wanted. A feeding frenzy rampage with uh, accurized rounds. Never, still never got it. Um, so arms dealer yeah for the for the nightfall that's just a sparrow if you want to try and get it i'll go to the tower we can peruse the new bounties at the obelisks uh while we're going through q a here tokyo express lono do you think that there will still be a whisper outbreak style quest this season since the reward for um quarters of time was the bastion the data mine exotic heavy needs to go somewhere Oh, yeah, but it might not be this season. It is weird to have it loaded in this early, though. I don't know why they'd have something for next season loaded in for, you know, if it's being data mined in this season, why would it be in next season? So, yeah, there could be another secret mission. I don't know how long has it been since they did the outbreak. I I don't know how often they do those. Um, I would think... um, I would think there's still a possibility. It is weird that they people data mined a heavy exotic. Uh, it is weird that that was, that was data mined, and it's really weird that um, it's really weird that they they allowed that to happen, but then they uh, they allowed that to happen and didn't even try and get in front of that. I guess it'd be weird for them to come out and say that. Uh, you know, I like this ornament so much. I'm going to use this gun a lot because I've been enjoying using a last hope and a grenade launcher anyway, so I can use this as an exotic. Um, I love it. Uh, so there could be, I- I'm going to just say could be. So yeah, an iron banner is here as well. Uh, Jay, I'm not sure I want to say that name. Uh, it just sounds kind of off. Uh, do you think this is the last time we'll have a reference to the uh, quarters of time map this season you know it's interesting the day that we found it that morning I was writing up ideas for videos and I was like you know what I was like I would need to do a video about that place we haven't gone back why would why would they not use that area in that space it seemed like it was built for something well it was <laughs> so I don't think it's been built for anything else um so I don't I don't think it uh I don't think it's been built um, for anything, you know. It, I think the way that they structured it is they built it, they used it, and now they're using it for uh, a puzzle. Your overlay is off a little. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, 
Next question from TSEF. Does Bungie need to give into the power creep, getting rid of old weapons? I get this question a lot. I don't necessarily know um, what people want Bungie to do. Um, there, there's, there, there's not a good way to, to approach this. Anytime you bring up getting rid of uh, of weapons, people get really upset, and they don't want you to. Um, so it it you're gonna have a hard sell on that, and I also think Bungie is gonna run into a bloated, you know, weapon pool. Uh, the loot the loot pool is just bloated. So. The, the only ones you can pick up if you're still holding last week's weekly obelisks, which I was because I lived in the corridors of time for a week. Uh, rapidly defeat with a sword. That's interesting. Kinetic weapon streak. Uh, just 300 enemies. Um, sword or melee. So these two, these two come together pretty nicely. The 150 and the rapidly. Uh, scorn and cabal anywhere in the system. So the weekly obelisks this week are, are you know, they're pretty good. And um, I guess we don't really need to look at the dailies from from what's his face. So, and then obviously Iron Banners here. I forget what this week is. I think it's a rocket launcher and something else, isn't it? Um, so, we could probably uh, ban that person. They've only been following for 19 seconds, and they just spammed a YouTube video. Unless it's about what's been going on, and they're trying to be cool. Just a YouTube video and PogChamp is probably spam. Morgan's baby daddy straight up do you think Bungie should have kept bashing a secret or just removed it from the launch date yep we've already dealt with this question so I'm gonna skate over it I think it should have been a mystery on the on the on the calendar but it still would have gotten data mined anyway we would just be mad at the data miners instead of Bungie uh, Tommy how would you rate the complexity of the puzzle a lot of people are saying that the puzzle was so complex but personally it didn't seem like the puzzle itself was hard to solve as much as it was difficult to organize the information it's spam okay thank you yeah just ban that person um, yeah, the, I, I think you're splitting hairs, right? The difficulty to organize the information is related to the complexity of the puzzle. Like the having, if your, your picture, the variables of everybody's picture and the quantity of how many pictures we needed, I find it hard to slice that and say, it was just difficult to organize the information. No, it was pretty complex. I mean, it was the very the, the, the variables and the quantitative need, I think, made it pretty complex. Complex has a range of meaning, though. It wasn't complex like we were getting met with, with, with hurdle after hurdle of what do we do here? What do we do there? What do we do there? We, we got a grasp on it, started to understand it, and made a machine and fed the machine. But getting to that point and sleuthing it out and making sure we didn't make mistakes, you know, it, it that I would say was pretty complex. Uh, called Spark. Do you believe that Bastion should have been made clearer as being the reward from quarters of time to avoid overhype? We've dealt with this question a lot already, so I'm going to glide over yours. Um, Althanash. The quarters of time puzzle was well thought out uh, in my opinion, but I feel they dropped the ball with the reward, ignoring the debate over the prize. Did Bungie take a step in the right direction with the way the puzzle was made? Yes. Yes. This is why I believe people are getting it wrong who were saying it wasn't inclusive and it wasn't a good event and everything else. Um, apparently there was a picture, um, 
the mis- oh so some people got a splash screen that I didn't get so when some people are booting up the game they're seeing unstable timelines the mystery of the corridors of time has been unraveled the corridors have become unstable and will collapse in one week claim the lore and emblem within before it shuts forever so they are closing corridors of time I'm recording this on January the 21st if you hear this you have until reset on the 28th to get the lore entries okay so look up the puzzle solutions and run them you got to run 19 of them it's not that hard uh and you'll get you'll get an emblem uh honestly if you just want the emblem and you don't want the lore entries run the 11 step sequence first and then you can run the others later uh if you'd like um so i would say um that I would prioritize it in that way. So they're definitely they're definitely closing it and if you want the emblem do the 11 sequence first and then after the fact uh do do the other ones if you want the lore entries. So and if you want to help your buddies or you guys want to help out here, somebody can run the 11 step sequence and just let people join them and you'll get it. So uh those are the first lore entries I think ever I sat down and read in full. Oh really? I've not read them yet. Brooklyn, John, who do you think killed us? And do you think this will lead to a new raid? No idea. It does sound like it's super far into the future. So I I don't know um, how it's going to happen. By the way, an update to the Iron Banner um, quest line. The rocket launcher complaints were listened and they updated that. So if you're going to run Iron Banner this week, uh, they have um, they have fixed it or or they've removed it or auto-completed it or something Tony the Tiger uh, do you think people's expectations is what really let people down people started speculating about the great stuff that could be on the end and I think the bar for the reward was set too high this is why leaving the gun of mystery would have been better because eventually you would have been like well after a couple of days I like or don't like the weapon oh somebody so and so released a video and the weapon sucks um you know, th- th- that wouldn't have been as if we'd have been like, "Holy frick, this gun! What is this?" Can you imagine that? Can you imagine we walk up to the we walk up to the 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 uh, the, the casket and it just spits out this gun, and we look at it and we're like, "What the frick is this? A fusion rifle in the connect slot?" It would have been all the talk. It had been people would have been talking about it and been like, "Oh my gosh, what is this? You know, what? I wonder if it's any good." Now, obviously, then it becomes subjective. Then it becomes subjective because then everybody goes and uses it and says different things. But by and large, I think that I think it would have been well, far better received as a surprise because we wouldn't have known anything about it yet. We already knew we were getting a kinetic fusion, so it was kind of like, eh, you know, poopsy. Since they confirmed our death, do you think this aligns with your timeline of D3 next fall? It gives good reason for a clean wipe. Well, not necessarily. As as Eugene observed, it does sound like it happens a long, long time from now. So I don't know if it lines up with D3 at all. Um, Magoy. Any idea what Empyrean Foundation could be? Seems like it might be another community-focused event. It does feel like a community-focused event. You need to donate like 5,000 Fractaline to it. So apparently we're going to be... We're going to be contributing in some measure our fractaline to it forza do you think bungie failed on the destiny side of the quest the only engagement with pve uh is after the puzzle was solved and even then it was busy work killing captains with pub events i did think it was odd that it unlocked a quest but the reason they did this was kind of a requirement if 
if you're going to just give everybody the exotic, then you're asking the community to just go run 30 steps that was solved by other people, right? If you weren't involved, if you were involved, cool, go run the 30 steps, you earned it. But asking the rest of the community to then be like, hey, you want to come run these 30 steps and then you'll get a gun? I think that would have been kind of odd. So I think they were required to have a quest of some sort. Uh, To me, I feel like they kind of got it backwards. Like, Devil's Ruin should have been a quest like this. And then this should have been go to a memorable place and find a bunch of pieces and get the gun. I feel like they got it backwards. Bastion should have been like that. And Devil's Ruin should have been like a go get these kills, go do this thing, boom, here's Devil's Ruin. It was really it was really odd after five and a half days of being sleep deprived to get like a a, a busy chore quest. It's like, I have to do what now? I gotta do spider bounty? It was weird. I, it did feel disjointed. You gotta understand, though, most of the people grabbing that quest aren't gonna think that. <laughs> most of the people grabbing the quest did not stay up 20-something hours and, you know, and and waited for it to be solved. And, you know, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think most people are gonna experience it that way. So, the name of the ornament is called Bloodline Memorial. So, Bloodline Memorial. And, uh, Next question. Coach. Uh, Coach K575. Would Bungie be better off listing the different exotics on their roadmap, but not putting a specific date when the quest will launch? Maybe just put it uh, in what month? Everyone would have assumed this was Bastion if the roadmap looked like it. I just don't know why you need to show us the exotic ahead of time. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it could be... It could be one of those situations where it, it wouldn't have really mattered. If we see it ahead of time, I think it ruins it. Silver only. It makes sense for it to be silver only. They did that with the outbreak and they did that with Whisper. I mean, I you know, that's that's kind of how they do these things. So, and Whisper ornaments paid for outbreaks mission build. So I, I'm okay with it. It's I don't you don't need the ornament. The gun honestly looks hot without it, but I can't resist a good red and black ornament. Morris. First of all, thank you for all your work on this event. How did you believe Bungie could increase the payoff for something of this scale? Well, I mean, here here's where the community doesn't ask for things in a consistent manner. And I I think I think this is understandable because everybody's different, but at the same time, it becomes an impossibility to satisfy everybody. And this is what I mean. Um Oh yeah, the eye is lighting up on it every once in a while. That's interesting. I just now noticed that too. Uh, if you if you go back to Niobe Labs, people rejected the notion of content being held behind a puzzle that took an exorbitant amount of time. Even if we would have solved Niobe in a day, people still were complaining during the first 24 hours. So, Bungie says, alright, we're not going to hold content hostage behind a puzzle. What did they do? They allowed us to get the quest a week early by running a puzzle. And I believe that was a response to Niobe. 
you know, do do you want to have the 28th land and Bungie be like, yeah, today's the Bastion quest um, and enjoy going for it. It's going to take a Herculean effort from the entire community five and a half days to get it. And people have been like, the frick are you doing, Bungie? I can't take part in that. That's stupid. I want to get the exotic now. So... I believe what they chose was was largely a measured decision based off of feedback on things like Niobe. You don't want to hold something hostage. So, they gave you the opportunity to get it early. They just didn't tell us. So, I'm going to let Parasito cut in line. He just submitted a question and it's so far down the queue. Should Bungie have provided tools for everyone to use on this puzzle instead of making our own? If so, what could they have done to validate and check data uh, that still keeps us from brute forcing? This is a good question. If you remember the Owl Sector website, I feel like they could have done something similar and that would have been really neat. Have a website that releases lore every once in a while, and it's cryptic, and it's weird, and there's a tool on it, and we can use the tool. And what they could have done is they could have given you the opportunity that as long as you ran a sequence that day or, or ran something, you could have gone and logged in, and it could have pulled your sequence, and then it could have spit out a picture that's trustworthy. And then it could have been like, and you'd be like, what do I do with this? And then we could have collected pictures that were solid, that were good, that were, yep, this is good. It's not possible to Photoshop it. They could have used all kind of variations of watermarks and stuff, you know, like random junk and random stuff on the screen. Uh, they could have done something like that. That would have been pretty cool. Like the Owl Sector website, the lore that they've been releasing, you know, in the future, if they want to do something like this, I think it would be cool to have a website. How can I take part? Bungie's got this crazy weird site set up. There's cool lore for you to read. And as long as you've done XYZ of this quest part, you've gone and run through quarters of time, you log in and it'll spit out an image we need your image not much different it would have been that much different than what we did we were still collecting images from the community but at least then the images would have been vetted and all the same and uniform and maybe we could have gotten some you know uh, image image readers to like scan them and spit out code so we didn't have to manually enter them into the you know the excel spreadsheet so I'm not against Bungie giving us tools to assist I wouldn't have wanted them to give us a map builder tool or a spreadsheet tool or something. I thought it was cool that we had to come up with that on our own, but a way to purify the data a little bit and make it to be like, oh yeah, just go use this site um, would have been pretty cool. Um, Another reason to not trust data mining, the Eververse schedule shows the ornament coming next week, not this one. Well, obviously they pushed it early because we got it. (laughs) And they want to maximize sales, I'm sure. Uh, Tried Jake. Do you think the reward matches with the scale of the puzzle? We've already answered the reward question about what I think. Sneaky Hobo, what do you think of the new PvP playlist where Bungie can ban and unban certain weapons during seasons uh, would be good for competitive? I don't think Bungie uh, cherry-picking items that are allowed or disallowed is a good idea. So Parasito says, I'm talking more about data submission instead of data gathering, but yes, a central unified source would have been nice. Yeah, either way, it would have been weird, Paris, for people to go to Bungie and feed it data, and then Bungie would have been feeding us. That would have felt preferential, I think, to be like, 
why is Bungie feeding our data to Raid Secrets? This would have been a better way of being like, here's your image, do with it what you will. And if you chose to come and feed it to the streamers in Raid Secrets, that was your choice as a player. But for Bungie to receive data and in the background, you know, aggregate it and send it to somebody, that would have been odd. You know, unless, unless it, it would have built another map on their site and then we could have went and checked the map but then that just feels more like the Mars challenge where everyone's just going in and doing something and it's just kind of happening automatically the Mars community challenge and faction rally just kind of happens automatically people are booting up and playing anyway that would have been kind of similar community involvement there there would have been no sleuthing no puzzle solving no nothing just go contribute your data and it builds the map you know you know King Combs do you think based on the feedback from this puzzle, Bungie should find a way to make puzzles feel more inclusive in game opposed to the community coming together outside of the game? I think there's a time and a place for both. I think the Mars community challenge was literally just booting up the game and playing. You didn't have to do anything. Faction Rally is very similar. Bungie also has made it clear they don't have a way in game to show you the records. So you can't like land in the tower and see how good future War Cult's doing. You can't land in the tower and check on the Mars community challenge. So unfortunately it seems like there's technological limitations that almost requires these this sort of a thing to happen outside the game and niobe labs happened inside the game and so i think there's a spectrum there's a spectrum here and they did something with outbreak prime that was similar images and arg and people crunching things off site uh, outside the game and i think that's fine i think having something like this like I said this morning, this is an experience that we've never had before in Destiny. In you know, five years in playing this game and being a gamer my entire life, I don't even think I could have conceived of this as an idea to predict to predict that it could have happened. Um, so five years into the franchise, they gave us a brand new experience, and I think that's pretty cool. That's a pretty that that's a feather in Bungie's cap, man. You don't think other devs are paying attention to something like this? Did you freaking see what the guys at Bungie did? It was covered. Gaming news outlets were covering it. It was trending. People were talking about it. What the frick? If we could, if only we could get that. If only we could get that kind of community engagement and community events. Most of the time community events or come in play and get your Christmas hat you know and everybody gets their little participation trophy like I'm telling you devs are are always taking notice of what Bungie's doing from their twit from their twitch streams to the community involvement to charity drives like people take notice of the destiny community because we are we are in many respects different and to to look to look at it and to say there were people talking about they miss the old destiny community they miss the old destiny community leaders what what the frick does that even mean the destiny community is no different now than it was a couple of years ago we rally around awesome stuff and we do dope stuff that no other gaming community generally does so you know and they won they won an award they won an award for community involvement so i don't know how anybody can conclude that like the days of old were better it's like we're still here being awesome what are you talking about where'd you go like what is what is this what is this narrative get the frick out of here like <laughs> what are you talking about bungie just won an award for community involvement and then we just had a trending dialogue about our game for a week. Everyone's like, what is going on over there? Come on. Get out of here. You stick in the muds, you old fuddy-duddies. Things are still awesome and continue to get awesome. Like I said, like I've never had this experience in a game before. Have you? 
Have you? Like, you submitted your image to a gigantic tapestry crazy puzzle map thing that took place over five Have you ever had that experience before? No! You can go on any game and shoot aliens and blow stuff up. Ah, come on. We, we do that all the time. This was unique. It was special. A bit of support. I believe that Bastion being shown as a reward for the season meant that the consumers had to know about it in advance. Could this be a potential negative side effect of the seasonal content release? Secret events, not having secret loot seems to be the root of everyone's complaints. This is a pretty good take. Uh, I like this take. I think this this adds to the dialogue about maybe they could just do Mystery Exotic so we don't know what's coming, um, but it's still on the map and sets expectations and still communicates value. So I think this is a, this is a this is this is a pretty good take. Um, Golden twenty five. As far as I know, this puzzle required the season pass to participate. Do you think this is why we didn't get a secret exotic like Whisper or Outbreak? I think giving a D one exotic as a reward would have been a bigger mistake. You know, I never considered this. There probably would have been people potentially spinning it and saying all this work for an exotic we've had before. I don't. I. I, I generally think people would have come unglued for Vex, Mythoclast. I think. I think a very small minority of dum dums would have been like, like I think most people would have been like, this is awesome. <laughs> like it's the freaking Vex Mythoclast. Shut the frick up. Like I think most people would have celebrated it. But I do think that that that's a potential reason why they said it needs to be a new exotic. It's part of the monetized content there's 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 a logical progression here we got to give new stuff for the monetized content exotics really really transmit value and they get people to buy therefore the exotics on the calendar need to be new therefore we got the bastion so it's like it, 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 they could have just kept the name off the calendar but as i said it would have gotten data mined anyway i think that's the biggest mistake they made they need to just chalk this up to Let's just put it. Let's just not put the name. Let's just put mystery on there so people know they're getting an exotic. It still respects the logic, right? The logic of new exotic. Exotic transmits value. It it puts it puts that value out for people to purchase. That logic is still respected if you put mystery exotic on the calendar. Ecow the Great. Do you think Bastion should have been an anti-champion mod to make it more viable? I do say I'm more disappointed about that than this than it as a reward is that it doesn't have an intrinsic champion. I love when something has intrinsic champion modifier because like I think it should have unstoppable uh, personally uh, or anti barrier. Actually, anti barrier I think makes more sense. Actually, all of them. <laughs> it's it's a triple shot, right? I think every round should do each thing. <laughs> That would make it even better, right? If it did anti-barrier, unstoppable, and uh, an overload. It should do all three. Each round representing one of the champion modifiers would have uh, made this really, really cool. In any case, that might have been OP. Uh, I don't want to nullify all the other weapons, but that was a bit of a bummer. I I think exotics and anti-barrier are dissonant anyways. And let me explain what I mean. There are tons of exotics in the game right now that cannot engage with anti-barrier, and that's a problem. So they've tried to make exotics more appealing to be used by minimizing legendary weapon strength. Um, they minimized the le- you know le- legendary weapon strength, and they talked about that with like rampage and damage modifiers in their one blog post back in like September. Okay, so they do all that. They do all that, but then they kind of chop exotics down a little bit by making it to where they 
they don't let you interact with one of the new pain points. So, I think this exotic likely could have been built before they even conceived of the champion stuff. A lot of these things are built in a silo. So if you look at Divinity and Ariana's Vow and um, what's the newest one? Um, doesn't Xenophage have it built in? Frick, I can't remember. Uh, and Devil's Ruin. De- De- Devil's Ruin has it built in too, doesn't it? Um, I worry that some of these exotics have just been built in a vacuum. And so, because Symmetry was doing it, but like by mistake. So they like took it away. Symmetry was doing Unstoppable and then they took it away. And then Devil's Ruin, doesn't it have it built in? I thought it did. Yeah, it has staggering built into the laser. Um, that's for Unstoppable. So it, it seems like there have been exotics built with that in mind and other exotics have been built without it in mind. And I think that's one of the biggest problems, you know? Somebody said Bungie doesn't even like you. That's weird because they tweeted at me and it was they said they were proud of me. That's odd. Gritter, do you feel that everyone is mad about the quarters of time quest due to the precedence set by Whisper and Outbreak, where such hardcore puzzles are in their uh, self and fanfare to be beloved D1 exotic returning? Only this time the D1 exotic did not return. Right. I mean that's certainly related to it. You know what I'm saying? That's certainly related to it. I think there was a bit of a precedent set. Um, also, Niobe Labs was looming in our minds. Uh, it was looming. It was looming in our minds because Niobe Labs led to nothing because uh, they opened up the last forge. So we got what did we get? Like a ghost or something? <laughs> it was really disappointing. Um, <laughs> what the heck but yeah whisper and outbreak we're like oh dude this is gonna be like one of those weapons oh my gosh when there's a secret quest and it's really really long this was longer than whisper and outbreaks uh and and the weapon doesn't seem to be maybe as strong i like the um, the gun by the way i think it's fun it may not be meta but it certainly is fun and it's unique i've been saying that recently right give me genesis chain genesis chain was not the best primary in the game at the time it wasn't but it was unique it had focus firefly so they kind of did that this thing is not a best in class weapon it but it but it's unique i have never in the 5 years of playing destiny used a weapon that feels like it or sounds like it and i like it for that reason and it's perfectly paired with the last hope which a lot of people are using right now as their primary in pve it works perfectly with it it's a nice up close gut buster um and i think if people give it some time they might actually start liking it because it's i don't know i think it's cool uh polar uh polar what is this polar angst would there have been a better way to include people uh as dado alluded to instead of just submitting data and waiting what are your thoughts about that Here's how I kind of tried to break it down for people. If you want to include an, an, a high quantity of people, the entry point and contribution has to be of pure necessity. It has to be low. Okay? Think about what I just said. Okay? This isn't just me being like, you had to be smart like us. No, I'm not smart. Okay? I'm smart in some ways, but not in this. I was literally a just a, a, a number a number poker and a picture taker. That's all I did. So I'm not trying to like act like we were smarter and that's why we had to be, you know, that's why we had to keep things at bay. The logic of what I'm saying is, if you want to include a massive quantity of people, that necessitates 
the entry and the contribution to be somewhat simplistic. And if you looked at the crowdsourcing that we did on the transcription, you quickly see what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when we crowd when we crowdsource the transcription, the quality and the integrity of the data went way down. I mean, way, 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 way down. And that's not to be mean. There are numerous variables. The orientation of the image, an understanding of transcription, transcription uh, accurately, fat fingering, making a mistake, misreading something, losing your place, maybe you're tired, maybe you've been watching streams, maybe someone distracts you. There are, there's a litany of reasons why when you want to include a high quantity of people, the contribution has to be very, very low entry and simplistic. And the, the analogy I used when I was ranting about this the other day was if we were trying to build a village out in some, you know, remote destination, there would be lots of people carrying supplies and moving supplies and chopping down trees. And then you would have people that were in a foreman position, like a foreman to project manage and oversee. Then you would have hammer wielders and blueprint makers. But if you have a thousand blueprint makers, nothing's getting done. If you have a thousand hammer wielders, no one's making nails or bringing nails or carrying wood or chopping down trees. When you're trying to do something big in scope like this, and you're trying to allow everybody to take part, more than likely, you're going to... You're, you're going to have to create a low entry point and you cannot expect everyone's contribution to be equal. The hammer wielders need the guys to make the nails. The guys making the nails need the people to farm the ore. The people farming the ore need sharp tools that are made by the blacksmith. The blacksmith can't make good tools without wood and other metals that have been farmed. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's all this interdependency. We were nothing without the data, and the data is nothing without the machine. It, 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 is, it, is, it was beautiful symbi- symbiosis, or symbiosis, however you're supposed to pronounce it. It was a symbiotic relationship at all layers of community involvement. So when people are like, there could have been better ways for more people to be involved, I, number one, I think some of those statements might be being made in ignorance. I don't know if Datto is aware. I don't know if he was traveling. He was at PAX. I don't know if he's aware at all the things we built. We had a form for you to submit your image. We had a database for you to c- compare your image with to make sure it wasn't a dupe. We had a website for you to transcribe if you wanted to. We started crowdsourcing the transcriptions. We were pushing out bounties and enabling you guys to help us spread the word about needed bounties. We made entry point in like, the inclusivity went up with every single day and so I don't know what could have been done differently the only way you make it the only way the 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 way that you make it more inclusive is to make it like the Mars challenge right just boot up and go kill stuff and it's like is that really involvement anyway you're already doing that so I so I'm just going to continue to preach that that we we did everything we could to be inclusive and we were not being dismissive and we were not gatekeeping like at all. So Forza with Bastion essentially taking up three weeks on the calendar with no PVE content and Legend Sundial not launching with the new boss. Do you think Bungie are stretching content thinner than necessary? I don't think they're stretching content. I think they're stretching their thinnest season. Um, 
Undying had had Shadow Keep to bolster it. This will be the thinnest season. Just write that down. They had they've they've had more time for spring and more time for summer. This was going to be the most shallow season. If we have this is kind of unfair, but if you yank Undying out of of the Shadow Keep era, Undying was even thinner than this. So the Undying season contribution was very small. This season is even bigger. I believe each season will get subsequently larger. I think you can see a similar pattern to Black Armory Drifter and Opulence. Black Armory to Drifter was was painful, but Drifter was more substantive. Reckoning was a brand new location and environment and Prime was a completely new way to play Gambit and the loot and the systems on the armor and all of that. We didn't like it, but it was more substantive. So Black Armory to Drifter to Opulence, it got more substantive each time. This is going to be their thinnest seasonal offering. You just write that down. And I think it's way better than a lot of us anticipated. The first two weeks, the, the the word on everyone's lips was, this is more than I thought we were going to get. We were all expecting it to be very thin. Paul Tassi was warning people ahead of time. He's like, it's probably going to be pretty thin. We were basing this off of Undying Mind and Vex Offensive. We we're like, e- <laughs> whoa, we might be in for a really thin season. We got a couple weeks in and people were like, this is actually pretty good. We just got more distance from those initial couple of weeks. We started to run out of things to do. And now, as we've done for five years, people tend to turn on the content. They're like, this is great. Nom, 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 nom. They consume it all. And they're like, where's the rest? Where's more? It's like, homie, you ate faster than everybody else at the table. We're, we're, we're not done. We're just now bringing out the second and third courses. And you ran back in the kitchen and grabbed it all early. Like, the, the consumption levels of certain players, I think, is leading to this idea that, like, oh, there's nothing to do, nothing to do. I think plenty of people plenty of people are still leveling up their obelisks and their season pass and their artifact and they're happy with the trickle the hardcore players hit the droughts hilts hit they we hit self-imposed droughts a lot faster than the rest of the community is is what i was what i chalk a lot of it up to and i and i also believe this will be the thinnest season out of the bunch and i'm trying to go as fast as i can through questions uh, Tommy, do you feel that those levels of inclusion are skewed? You just showed appreciation of being included with those other streamers and how nice that was. Do you see other people being locked out and how that would be frustrating? I express appreciation for being included because I spent a long time being excluded or disrespected or talked down to or backstabbed or lied about. Like, <laughs> that's a long list. I appreciated being included for that reason. The, the directory really fragmented after D2 launched, and there wasn't a whole lot of solidarity and camaraderie in the community. People got insular, and they generally only focused on themselves and their small circle of friends, and it was rough. The directory went through kind of a rough time. We've now been kind of slowly rebuilding. Viewership's been trending upward for certain people. I'm seeing people like Leopard and Sweat and Chevy having higher viewership. I'm seeing people climb and, and, and grow and capturing an audience that we didn't see before and so and and Clyde too I've seen his numbers go up so to see these guys that are already kind of all buddies uh, and kind of all friends to like pull me in and say hey here's what we're working on and I, I leaned in and helped out. Also, people that rub shoulders that have almost never really rubbed shoulders before. I've never interacted with Sweatsicle. I barely ever interacted with T-Rex. He was in there. Data was in there. Rick Kakis was in there. Like, it was a very... Like, so when I expressed that appreciation, it was really, really cool to have everybody be like, get in here. Let's get this done. Let's Let's work on this. I think we were hindered. We were hindered by not having Lep and Datto. I think that slowed us down. It was kind of... We didn't have... 
we didn't have two of our brains, you know? I think they would have been really, really helpful. And um, I think that honestly hindered us a little bit. I think we would have got it done maybe a little bit earlier. <laughs> Those guys are brains. They, they would have been, it would have been good to have their voices and their thoughts uh, in a lot of our processing because we, um, we learned as we went and I think they would have had uh, probably some helpful input, especially with Lep's background. So, um... I would say I I would say that it was it was nice to see people being like let's all work together um and saying oh how cute Lono felt included in the cool crowd. I mean, I guess you're staying true to brand kind of a douche. That's kind of a douchey thing to say. It didn't feel like I was being included with the cool crowd. It felt like everybody was working together. There was no cool crowd. I didn't feel like I said this to my mods. I didn't feel like a kid suddenly getting called up to the to the to the parents' table or the big kids' table. It didn't feel like that at all. It felt like we had a common goal. Let's work on it. I never felt like I was kind of treated as a second-class person or streamer. We were all working on the same exact things. It didn't feel like suddenly getting grouped in with the cool kids club anymore. You know what I mean? Arcanus. Do you think that we are slowly uncovering some of the limitations of the seasonal model that Bungie needs to address in moving forward with the development of the game, or do you think it is necessary evil until we find a new game or a new engine? Well, I think by and large, if you look at other games like Destiny, no one's really no one's really trickling out content at this interval without um, without some level of subscription fee. Bungie's trying to find their way to it it's kind of a subscription fee but kind of not do you see what i'm saying and so they're trying to find their own way like their model of content delivery you can't really find it in a whole lot of other places um and the only few places that you can find it they're completely different business structures and games so i i it's i think bungie's doing a good job with what they have i do think you're getting on to something though another engine that was more agile so they could more quickly develop and create stuff and crank that stuff out would significantly help. Um, it would also help with updates. It would also help with server side updates. If Bungie had dedicated servers, they could have surprised us and we would have never would have known about it. They could have said mystery exotic. It never would have gotten data mined. They could have pushed it out server side and no one would have known about it. So there are a lot of benefits I think that are going to come if we could get a new engine as well as dedicated servers. And I'm going to keep letting Parasito cut in line. How often uh, do you think it'd be healthy to have a puzzles this massive seems to be currently one year could the number go up i i think once a year is good i think once a year is good um i love that audience and i love that crew and i love those people and everything they put into this was so admirable and amazing but i do think more than once a year might feel um I don't know. Maybe disjointed. It, twice a year, but no more than that. If they did it twice a year, I could be like, okay, you know, th- that's not bad. Uh, you know, every six months or something. But I don't think it needs to be more than that. I, I would say once a year. Once. Um, I, like raids, I think the same thing about a raid. The quality of raids seems to go up when they're once a year, and I would probably say the same thing for something like this. The reception of it, uh, the quality of it, uh, you know, the, the, the community's response to it, probably... Uh, would probably be once a year. I'm just letting you cut in line because we might not get to the end of the line. <laughs> uh, Clay Tongs. Didn't Saint say in the epitaph that he marked our grave with our favorite weapon? Uh, it is my reason that we get the sword at a later time based on all the given dialogue. Maybe I'm wrong. That could be the hidden exotic. That could be the hidden exotic. Maybe when they close the corridors of time next year, it causes a fracture and then that 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 uh we have to find that 
that sword or we have to find that thing. That sword is all over Saint's decorations in the tower, though. So I don't know if I want to buy into that. I think it's just decorative. Or he could have his decorations in the tower inspired by our favorite weapon that is the sword. I don't know. I, it, 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 there could be a couple things here. There was a data mine. There was a data mine that there's a heavy weapon that we haven't found yet. So they're closing it next year. I'm sorry, next week. Did I say next year? A week from today, Tuesday, they're going to close the corridors of time. So if you want to go in, which is interesting, I don't know. That's interesting. Why are they closing it this early? The season's not even close to being over yet. That's got to lead to something. I don't want to get you guys all wound up into getting your hopes up, but that feels like that has to lead to something. That could lead to the sword or whatever this this heavy weapon is because it's an event. The corridors of time? Couldn't we go in there all the time, though? Anytime we wanted and just walk around? Why do you need to close it now? Why not close it at the end of the season? That doesn't make any sense. Nope, we couldn't go in there up until this point. It was open just for this. I thought we could go in there anytime we wanted. Yeah, I don't know. Bandwidth? Maybe. It's not even a big place. It's it's a couple of, of set rooms with with codes that just are interdependent of each other. Like if you if you do a certain code order, I don't know. Yeah, it could be making space for Empyrean Foundation. That's a good point. Maybe we go to Osiris and we interact with that thing for Empyrean Foundation, so they can't have us going in there. How do we know they're closing it? It literally announced it in game, Eugene. A thing popped up and it said the quarters of time has been solved. It will close next week. If you want to get it, run the sequences to get the emblem. It's closing next week. It only became free worm last week. Okay, so it did just open specifically. Okay. E. Cali Gray, the community did a great job solving the puzzle, but do you think someone like me who didn't take part should get a meta weapon for running through 30 doors? Uh, for my time investment, it was perfect. Well, I think, um, oh, Dylan tweeted it too. Well, there you go. I think running through 30 doors to get the quest, they're not even requiring anymore. Right now, you just go to Saint 14. They literally just posted, uh, I'm sorry, we literally just went through reset. So you can go get the, the Bastion quest, just go grab it from Saint. I, you know, should you have gotten Gallahorn or something crazy for that? I don't know. I think that was the... Listen, this is actually a good question. This is another challenge with seasonal content. We talked about this with Legend Sundial. Can they really, truly give an insanely good weapon for, like, marginal effort? The quest to get this is, is, is really, really easy, right? So, if you look at this and you look at Devil's Ruin that's in that lane of like low access like low entry floor accessibility kind of everybody can get it very easily and then that kind of justifies it being more unique than strong if that makes sense also I think Bungie's moving away from having exotics that are like that this thing has a place it's fun it's nice you can use it in most content it feels pretty saucy same thing with Devil's Ruin but it's not a tiny Galahorn in your hand I think they're moving away from exotics like that. They're doing, they're trying to land exotics in the game to do a particular thing. Divinity, Ariana's Vow, uh, Symmetry, the Xenophage. It feels like they're trying to give you tools that are blunt in the right places and sharp in the right places instead of just being a one-size-fits-all, 
you know, 18-bladed knife that you can just swing at every activity. Alexander Me. Do you think the emphasis on loot spoils the experience of an event or activity? Should the community think less about the end and focus on the journey? Well, I, I, I that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not going to tell people how to feel, but that's how I'm taking it. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm going to remember the journey more than the weapon because I've never done something like this before. I remember the first time I killed Oryx more than I remember what gun I was using. Um, it's just one of those things where I'm not going to tell people how to experience though it's kind of hard to tell people to not really focus on the weapon when the last couple mysterious quests like this led to really cool weapons like the outbreak and the whisper so and truth be told this is a cool weapon we just knew about it ahead of time I think that's the real issue if this weapon would have dropped I think as a surprise I think people would have been like we've never had a fusion kinetic before what the frick we even said a couple of weeks ago that fusion kinetics not possible and I was like why (laughs) why does it have to be energy there's nothing in the lore about that so um wait hang on where where am I here uh pud says you think Bungie's holding content for something secret again uh usually they don't launch things early like Bastion I think they're going to receive we're going to receive something I don't know we've already speculated about why it's closing they could leave it open for a couple of weeks why does it need to close next week I don't know. Uh, Gallon Blade. Do you find it disappointing that there wasn't a bigger in-game component to the puzzle? Most of what was involved was largely anchoring, sprinting through. Right, we've already talked about this. I believe there's room for lots of different types of puzzles, and I believe community involvement for something like the Mars event is super low level. Everybody can just run in and shoot some hive and do a nightfall. This was more specific, but in many ways, it was more communally driven because it literally wouldn't have worked without everybody getting involved. It was an interdependent symbiotic system that... I think was really cool and unique and something we've never experienced before like go to Mars and shoot Hive or do a Nightfall. We've we've done that hundreds of times. BCB. Given the surprise secret illusion, do you think it's odd that they had Saint talking about the sword that marked the grave as one of our favorite weapons? I really want to analyze analyze his dialogue. If he if he makes it pretty clear in that dialogue that he marked our grave with our favorite weapon, then it might not be done yet and that could be this this data mind heavy that we don't we don't know what it is just yet. Um, we might not be done with uh, with everything that took place. And maybe that's gonna add more specialness to the puzzle that like we're the ones that got there and saw the sword and made it possible for that quest to open or something. Um, he said he marked it with one of our favorite weapons. Yeah, he even says we can take it and then it, it doesn't let us. You don't mark a grave by marking the casket. So did somebody steal the weapon? Is that what we're supposed to believe then? We picked up the core of the weapon? Oh, mine glitched and didn't give it to me. I didn't realize you get a core by going in there. Oh, he means the bastion. He says that. Okay. So he's not referencing the sword. Okay. I thought people were misreading it. I was like, I think he's talking about the bastion. But then it seemed like maybe he was talking about the sword. We just get the core. That's right. I didn't have that experience when I went in because I played it on the wrong character. It was a bit of a, that was a bit of fail on Bungie's part. King Combs. Bastion's neither overpowered or underpowered. It's a good, genuinely unique gun. Do you think reward should have matched the effort required to achieve it? I just talked about this, how it seems like Bungie's moving away from giving you basically a Ginsu world knife that can cut through everything and, you know, that's the Galahorn effect, right? You take it into all content. I think they're moving away from that and I think this gun is in line um, with that. 
Serial Kira. Do you think we'll get a full surprise quest plus reward again? I don't know. We're, we've, we've speculated that about, en- about that enough. Uh, De- Domo Khan says, Why is it that we as a community said we had fun with the experience, but the prize sucked? Uh, how come we as a community haven't figured out Bungie yet? I don't know what you're talking about. Whisper was cool. Uh, Outbreak was cool. Those were things we found as a community, ran through as a community, and the guns were awesome. So I'm not really sure. We This isn't... This isn't a pattern. This is a completely new experience and something they've never done before. So there's not like a, we should have known, man, they've done this before when no, actually they've never done anything like this before. So there was no precedent uh, or pattern set up to now elusive so I've tested the Bastion in PvP and PvE and it really doesn't seem like a viable choice to bring into anything what do you think the devs had in mind when creating this gun and its perks I this is some of this is just going to be preferential um some of this is just going to be the you know your thoughts and your subjective experience I think it's fun other people are saying it's strong in PvP so I, I think you're you might be misreading it and people in chat are already saying what it's great in pvp it's fun in pvp so this again is the subject is the subjectivity of uh the the internet and gaming and you know you're you're landing on it differently than other folks so it's jet besides the the experience to invest five days of around the clock puzzle solving what award what reward would have made it even more worth it well, I think because it's called Corridors of Time, and I think because Saint-14 was attached to it, I, 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 I think people were expecting something nostalgic. It's understandable. I, I, it's understandable. I get why people were expecting something nostalgic. Like, it was laden with possible nostalgic weapons showing up. It's Saint-14 for crying out loud. One of the most iconic, exotic you know, armor pieces from Destiny 1 and we're traversing through something called the Corridors of Time. We time traveled and interacted with Young Saint and then we saved Saint. So I think, I really do think it made sense for people being like, it'll be something nostalgic. And that's on us for getting excited about something that wasn't promised. I think expectations are exactly that. It's a risk. Expectations are risky. You can place your hope in something and if it's not met, then you're angry. Um, this is relationship 101 <laughs> like relationship counseling 101 is speaking out and expressing in a healthy way your needs and expectations and the other person doing the same thing and both of you agreeing to attempt to meet those expectations and needs for a healthy relationship like <laughs> that'll help you so much in your relationships if you start to take that path and this is a similar situation where the mystery and the and the and the we don't know what it is turns into maybe it's this maybe it's that maybe it's this maybe it's that oh what about this what about that and then we all get like oh the expectations and then there's just literally no way to you know for it to land new drama in the destiny community this no i don't think so doc dang it's just people disagreeing if the community completely ignored the puzzle uh don't you think bungie would simply release the bastion quest according to the roadmap deadline edi- anyway don't you think that bungie oh wait hang on a second if the oh if the community completely ignored it if so don't you feel this extreme amount of hours uh port and solve was completely unnecessary i don't think so no i no that would be really really weird um oh art stealing oh gosh here we go who did what by the way, people should be attributing artists if anybody worked on anything, whether it's whether it's our man Gamma or Cobb or how do you say his name nearest anybody that worked on any art 
surrounding this should be given credit if people are uh, stealing art that's not a new problem by the way this is not unique to the to this to this community event people steal art and don't attribute the artist all of the time and it's really really frustrating for artists always anytime you retweet something do not crop out the artist's credit uh and if you do retweet something that you think is dope and you know um and you know who the artist is mention them that's a really nice thing to do cassie here's a story lore question i've seen people talk about why not bring Cade back like we did saint 14 i personally think that is a good thing that Cade died and for him to stay dead our character i don't need to read the rest of this we don't need to bring back Cade for a handful of reasons um number one number one the thing that, that has been built by Osiris only interacts with Mar- uh, Mercury and Mercury's timeline. So we can't just save Cade with it. Number two, I think the stranger is going to save Cade and bring him back, but that's a long time from now. Uh, try another username. Says, do you think Bastions are classified like a heavy weapon that we will get if it's still data mine? Oh, do you think if Bastion is classified like a heavy? I don't think so. I don't think that's what happened. Um, why lie? Says, you always speak about the other known streamers. I mean, uh, they're not the best. They're they're beatable. The fame don't make them stronger, or better than anyone. I don't know what the frick you're talking about. Um, K-Man was anyone paid to work on this I heard about uh, people were hired during the calls that was just the best expression we could use I don't think anybody was paying anybody I mean Parasito could chime in in chat when we said hiring transcribers we literally (laughs) this is why it's so it was so insane and complex we were recruiting people we were pulling people in and saying you want to work cool Uh, let me show you how to do it and then we're going to put you on a team. And they paired people up. They were literally people like paired together. I don't think they were literally in a literal sense hiring people. It was just an expression. It's a colloquialism. Um, it's a form of uh, recruiting. So I... <laughs> okay. Geezer. Uh, I loved watching the process of trying to solve quarters of time mystery. Do you think a puzzle of this magnitude should have been saved for something more mind-blowing in addition to the exotic? Uh, we, we've already, I've already answered this question in numerous forms. Ghostface. Could the problem be the community was so fixated on the 28th that we overlooked the fact that Bungie tr- uh, tried to do something new and epic? I, we've answered this question as well. Knowing what was coming, I think, is really what hurt. Um, what hurt it. If it was a mystery, it wouldn't have mattered. Deck. I know this isn't your focus, but how did the event do for you metric-wise? I love Destiny, and I normally listen to you every day, but I just couldn't during these spreadsheets and data collection. It was just not for me. Keep it the great work. Well, I mean, this is kind of like raids. Anytime you put in 20 hours and you're you're at the top of the directory and there's a funnel of people just constantly coming in, it's actually really good for metrics, but that's not why we did it a lot of people are trying to spin it and they're like these streamers made so much money and blah 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 i got news for you the if if i could if i could slice it out on my revenue tracking and say this is how much money i made during this that is not why i did it if i was only doing it for the money i would have burned out real freaking quick like you don't kill you don't kill your sleep schedule and change your change your rhythm of life for for money i don't like you know what i'm saying i don't think anybody was doing that it's it's certainly fun to be at the center of the storm but it's also in, it was also incredibly trying and hard as well um no payments were issued to or from anyone who myself or hop were working with yeah it was just an expression stream gifts and donos yeah people were doing that um 
So, and there were people in the backgrounds putting in arguably maybe even more hours than some of the streamers. It's just, it's hard to even measure. I just don't think anybody would be able to stay motivated if it was just like, oh, we're, we're making money, let's keep going. I was obsessed with solving it and being there when it was solved more than anything. You guys were gifting subs and going crazy, and sometimes I was turning off the alerts, discouraging it. Like, if the alert's not on, you know what I mean? If the if the alerts if the alerts aren't on, then then I I'm not even encouraging. A couple times I like even turned off my alerts. So I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm not trying to downplay it. What I'm saying is is like that's not why we do it. People try and invert it and spin it into a negative dialogue. That like, oh well they made tons of money and they got great metrics. What the what the frick? That happens by default when big moments are coming. When there's a day one raid race, that happens. When new content drops, that happens. When Bungie drops a trailer, that happens. I'm not sitting here thinking, ooh, I'm going to get tons of traffic for this raid. That's just, that's, that's not how we're motivated. If you're motivated purely by that, you're going to burn out really freaking quick. At like, I don't know, five in the morning when everyone's tired and nothing's happening and like everybody goes heavy lurk because everyone's tired. You see what I'm saying? Like most of the hours we put in were odd times of the day. Like it, people try to spin it into this like streamers like this sort of thing because they get all Shut the frick up. Most of the people involved weren't even streaming, and yet they put in the same amount of hours. We were enjoying working together on an insane problem. It's fun to be like, you know, it's fun to be part of the part of the movement, you know? B Mac. Uh, what do you think of finishing the quest? And for the first few people who finish, they can't see the reward. Once Bunsey sees the quest is complete. Uh, they could release an update. Well, now, yeah, you just go and grab it from Saint now. Um, you just, you just, it's, you just go and talk to Saint to get it. So, it's your job to follow metrics? False. I almost never look at my metrics. I almost never look at my metrics. That's why people go crazy when they have big, big sub rises and big sub drops. That's why people do big subathons and big sub drives or, oh my gosh, it's, it's, what was that, um, what was it called? September. 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 I never focus on that stuff. I don't pay attention to my metrics. I do everything I can to put on an awesome show so that people come in and have a reason to come back. And then the money follows. I don't do the gimmicks. I don't do the giveaways. I don't do the subtrains. I don't do any of that stuff because it's too up and down. It'll make you freaking crazy. That's why so many streamers get caught in a downward spiral of, of metric mental state negativity because they're watching a roller coaster. It's never stable. stable. It's never steady. It's always up and down. I, it's not my job to track my metrics. Telling somebody what their job is is, you know low level but it is obnoxious at a low degree you don't know what my job is you don't know my frame of mind or my business strategy like at all unless i just tell it to you like i did tommy with a brand new sub smiggins mcbuns with 10 months of subs quick and the deadly with 14 months and four months from ray's ghost particle thank you um jr <clears throat> This guy was asking about ways to keep it from being data mined. Not sure I understand your answer. Uh, oh, so I was responding to something in chat. I already answered this question. Somebody in chat said something. Um, JRJ365. If you want the Empyrean Foundation to be the redeeming factor of Season of Dawn after what happened this week, I don't think this week needs to be redeemed, but okay. What would Bungie need to do to make it worth doing? I mean, I, I think it's just going to be another community event. 
um, you know, this needs to be another community event. It, just come in and put your fractal line in it, and we're doing something with Osiris. He indicated in the lore he can fix Mercury, and I think we're going to help him do it. Do you think that the bandwidth that was needed to solve the puzzle that Bungie should have provided a page for players to submit images? We kind of got this question from Parasito. Maybe. We got it done earlier than they anticipated, so I think we can say no to this. Like, we got done faster than they anticipated without any of their help. So, their help would have just turned it into, like, a three-day endeavor instead of five. Captain would have been better if Bastion was a legendary weapon. I don't see how that would have made it better. Scout the 13th. Uh, I think this is a good event for the community to come together. Do you think in the future it would be better to find pieces in the puzzle from members doing the game content? Pieces from members doing the game content. We did find pieces of the puzzle from doing game content. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Hobbit Spartan. Do you think this event was the undying event of the season and that's why they didn't put it in the roadmap? Full of lore and focus on the experience of the event while the reward was on the roadmap wasn't the main focus. I don't think this is the right way to look at it. I I think they just like to surprise us with stuff. So, uh, to Eden. One of the criticisms I saw of the event is that the players had to leave the game to help out with the puzzle. I personally like when the puzzle goes beyond what we do in the game. I agree with you. Uh, Do you think players having to leave the game is always a negative thing if no do you think it was a negative thing in this event i'm curious what all these people think of lfg because a lot of the people that would be preaching about making players go outside the game are also fine with lfg being outside the game and no matchmaking for raids so that would be an inconsistency in their position which would seem hypocritical to be okay with going outside the game for one thing which in some games that's like a ground level feature right letting people come together with ease so if you're gonna if you're you're okay with lfg being outside the game then what's the problem here and in any case this was way easier than navigating lfg take a picture and send it to us so (laughs) Um, do you think next question do you think that they might have had something else planned for the puzzle reward but maybe it wasn't ready (laughs) no I don't think so man they they cooked up some dialogue what they brought in the Saint 14 voice actor at the last second and cooked up the dialogue no it's all tied together we go to him in the tower and he talks to us about it (laughs) you know what I'm saying is he cracked easier than LFG? It's way easier than LFG. You find people that are doing it, you join them, and you take a picture, and you send the picture. That's all you have to do. LFG requires you to go to a site, scroll through a bunch of drop boxes, pick the encounter, pick the spot that you want to go to, either put in your username or their username once you have their username you got to send them a message and say you're interested or send them a party invite there's like multiple layers of going on so no one wants lfg outside the game we hate that i didn't actually say anybody wants it outside the game listen to what i said i was very careful in how i talked about it a lot of the times when lfg being outside the game comes up people talk about matchmaking and lfg being in the game and there's a lot of people that are like it's totally fine lfg is operating and running just fine it's outside the game it works it's not that big of a deal and they're okay with it now lfg in the game has been a request for a really long time 
but I recently said I think LFG in the game would be a huge waste of time and here's why by and large the people that would use it would be people that are currently using guided games and the people that you want in there using it are happy to continue using the LFG websites that they're comfortable with it wouldn't meet a need because most of the people five years in are like I'm happy to use the offsite LFG or my clan or my friends list it's too established now it's just it's way too established it's like the game's been out for five years and guided games to fill that funnel and make it work you would want intelligent knowledgeable experienced people in the funnel and they're not and they're not like if you suddenly shoved lfg into the game it wouldn't get any more engagement than guided games why you're gonna fill the funnel with a bunch of low low entry point players all the experienced players are like lfg works fine for me why am i gonna use the one in game this is what i'm comfortable with when people have a tool that's meeting the job they generally don't just start using another tool just because so i think if they did a bungee L- i'm sorry if they did an lfg inside the game i think it would be again a dissonant submission of players it would be starved of the players you want because people are it, it, the game's been out for too long that's my point point. and look doing puzzles like this since outbreak prime like you got to go outside the game and puzzle solve Niobe Labs is the same way. People were building all kind of convoluted stuff outside of Niobe Labs to solve some of the puzzles. It's something cool Bungie does. What does it do? Let's 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 really break this down for a second. What does a puzzle do that that creates this need to go outside of the game? What does it do? It acknowledges the fact that a community exists outside the game. Twitch, Twitter, Reddit, forums. And acknowledging that community and giving them fun stuff to do once a year, I think is totally fine. You know, I think a lot of people criticizing it, they're fine with exclusive things that are great for streamers when it's good for them, but when it's not good for them, it's suddenly a problem. Like, their measure of criticism rises and falls on how much they benefit from it. There's plenty of things that they do, like, I don't know, bungee bounties, day one raid races you know how how hard do we have to sip this tea you know what i'm saying like that's fine that's for people outside of the game that's for a community that exists outside of the game you got to go outside of the game to watch the day one raid race right but the minute the tides turn and it benefits a different portion of the community a different subset of the community now all of a sudden it's a problem get come on come on like call that spade a spade that's just inconsistent you're just you're you're not being consistent. Day one raid races in the game. You're not you're not paying attention to me. When Bungie promotes the day one raid race, they say come watch the race. They have a trailer for you to come and watch the race outside of the game, right? There's plenty of things that they have done to feed the streamers and the content creators and the redditors. Like, I don't know, a bungee bounty. That's really great for a streamer. High viewership, they get all this cool stuff and notoriety and they get their name and lights. That's fine, right? Oh, well, people can participate by trying to stream snipe. Really? The percentage of people that actually get to take part in the bungee bounty? Really? Oh, that's fine. Why? Because that benefits them. It's, It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So building something for this community that exists outside of the game, people that go to Reddit, people that come over the lore, people that come up with all these cool tools and solutions, giving them something once a year to poo-poo that and to get upset about that and be like, that's not good for the community. No, your position is anti-community because these are people that love the game as much as you and giving them something cool to do every once in a while and hang their hat on is 
cool and fine. If they were doing this once a month, I'd be more apt to listen to you. But once a year? Really? Like, and how many have we actually had that we really needed raid secrets? And math class and all those people like, what? Outbreak and Niobe and this. They're not getting a whole lot. I mean, if we're really going to act like they're getting too much content... Incentive to go out of the game is also to stretch our legs and our strengths in other ways outside of gameplay. Uh, right, yeah, it's like, it's another thing to do. I don't know. It's it's not about viewing, it's about participation, just like we all wanted to do with the puzzle, participate. Yep, and people that wanted to participate could, and there was lots of ways to do it. Just because you weren't punching numbers into a spreadsheet or working on the map doesn't mean you didn't participate. That is, like, that's like this really weird version of, like, I don't know what you'd even call that. Is that classism? It's like, you're only happy if you're at the upper echelon. That's the grand irony here. The grand irony is you're looking down. You're looking down on like the the lower level of contribution and diminishing it and acting like it, it's, it's not as valuable. That's basically like subversive. You're, it's almost like subconscious classism. It's like, this is not as important. No, like this is majorly important. All the people that submitted images are equally as important as the guy who came up with the math algorithms and the programs. Like, to look down on that and act like that's diminished and not good enough, that's that, that, that is your choice. I, we, we, we literally got nowhere without people submitting images, so... Enjoy loaning, Lono going off on people who aren't accurate or connected. <laughs> Next question. A9... Do you feel the community solves the puzzle faster when Bungie than oh do we do it faster than they anticipated? Could this have led to the disconnect between the effort and the reward? Uh, Bungie not having something? No 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 no. I, I think this is a completely fabricated thing. I don't think Bungie was like oh my gosh come back from that dinner party we were all at and we all dressed fancy like if you were watching Twitter everybody quick come back we have to cook something up like I've already answered this question there uh, <laughs> there was a. <laughs> There was there was dialogue. There was Saint 14 recorded dialogue. Like I just don't think so. They didn't whip this up in a weekend because we were going too fast. Uh, was Black Spindle and Whisper Data Mind? Okay, well, Spindle's a different era, homie, because we weren't on PC yet. Spindle was not Data Mind. It was discovered by the community, and because that, that 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 door opened on the daily. It was a uh, it was a daily mission. They later on opened it so you could do it anytime you wanted. Um. It was a uh, thank you, uh, Plextro. It was a, it was a daily mission that was discovered, and it, you you couldn't you couldn't really data mine it because we weren't on PC yet. Uh, Whisper, I I think got data mined, but the way that they did it, it was like there was an update, and then people immediately knew something to look for, and we went and did a puzzle. I think I was in the hospital when Whisper showed up. I think because of my appendix. Um. Um. Parasito says, I know it may seem like Lono is pulling the typical everyone is important butt kissing, but he's right. There was so much data to process that we couldn't all be doing everything at the same time. Yeah, like, it it was it was vital. Your contribution was vital. I mean, locking arm in arm. It It's similar to when people do, like, charity streams and you only give $5. It's vital, though, because when a thousand people give $5, that becomes a huge sum and other people get inspired to be involved. It's very, very similar. That's why I think this community just naturally leaned in and said, let's all do our part because you guys have done that before for charitable efforts. It's a similar mindset of 
I don't need to be the most important person in the room. I can be part of the most important community in the room, which is the people that are like leaning in and giving. And it's a similar mindset. It's called Dunkirk Spirit. I've actually never heard that phrase before. Sunfire. Just want to say good job uh, on you and everyone else involved in the puzzle. Do you feel like Bastion fits the overall puzzle? I feel like it was too Vex oriented to be a saint weapon. Maybe it could have been Mythoclass. Everything's saint-oriented, though. Like, we're going and fighting Cabal in Sundial, and the, all the weapons are saint-oriented, so there's no real rhyme or reason there that I don't I don't think they're breaking an aesthetic an aesthetic theme or anything like that. Zvanik. Sorry if this has been covered earlier. It seemed like there was some contention between different community groups the past week. Regardless of which side you fall on, uh, what do you think... I fall on the side of the community, by the way. Uh, I don't... I, I don't know about this old or new destiny that people are talking about or the old or new destiny community. I have always and still continue to play for the user and whatever else people are trying to cook up or drum up is there's something else going on there. I don't know why that narrative is coming out. I don't think it's helpful. I think we're the same community that we've always been. And I think solving this puzzle is a testimony to that. Um, Do you think the community did right uh, during this event and what do you think we collectively could improve on uh, for something of this magnitude I, I don't know I, I think everybody I think everybody did what was what was needed that's what's so cool it's like nobody had to boss anybody around I didn't have to like scold chat <laughs> like come on guys give us your pictures um, it wasn't like come on guys we need people willing to work on spreadsheets like we didn't have to do that <laughs> we were like whoa whoa we got too much we have too much help push it back it up oh the, the, the fire marshal's gonna shut us down you gotta back up like we had an overwhelming amount of people wanting to work which led to some of the frustration and it's understandable everybody wants to jump in and be just part, just part of it like I get that and so I would say the community did what was needed they, they did what was necessary and at the end you know it gets tense and people are tired and there were some tense moments but I, I have to say for working on this tirelessly five and a half days the group of people raid secrets and the homies in discord and the transcribers and the streamers and the people in chat it was impressive that there were all there was there was zero blow-ups there were some tense moments you know and people tried to start some stuff and 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 me and sweat squashed it people were trying to like act like there was some there was some beef there there was no beef we squashed it we said nothing but love and we moved on like but it, it was impressive that like there weren't more moments of like you know people losing their cool because <laughs> people were tired man people were falling asleep I mean and that's usually when people uh, are at their worst and so I think the people that were that were nasty and submitted bad images or photoshopped images or people that were taking shots or subtweeting or creating a false narrative I think those people are just showing their colors their true colors like I say and I've said for a very long time you know how the Joker says that people in their final final moments they show you who they really are I believe that if you listen closely to the way people talk about themselves and others, they will show you who they really are. And I think moments like this do that. You have the trolls, the haters, the mean people, they come out and they try and ruin it. They're showing you who they really are. Like, that's the kind of person that they are. And I think the people that were resilient and patient and leaned in and gave 
tons of their time and and were willing to teach there were numerous times i needed things explained to me multiple times that's not fun to be working and to be getting things done and to have to explain things to me multiple times i was like hang on a minute i am not getting this can you please explain that again like the patience and the and the and the way that people like walked me through like a dummy like all right all right you five-year-old like this is what this is this is what that is you know what i'm saying like that was impressive that shows the kind of person that they are they're tired they're hungry they're spent and yet they're going to patiently take somebody through like this process like that's a testimony to the type of people that leaned into this so this dialogue about the new destiny community or the new destiny community leaders or whatever that is so bogus and and tone deaf and disconnected from the way that people acted from the way that people treated each other and from and from the way the community experienced it. It was another awesome, cool, unique moment that we get to put in the Destiny Community Hall of Fame. Like, look at all the things we've done together. This was another one of those times. Don't believe the spin on it. Because it's almost all dishonest and not accurate at all. <clears throat> uh, uh, mind of uh, Caligula. Do you think that the effort put into the quest could have been better spent on actual game activities? I've addressed this question numerous times. I thought it was cool because it was unique. We have things where we just all do activities. Uh, Wake Me Up says, In your opinion, do you think the puzzle would have been as popular if people knew that the exotic was Bastion? I don't know. Solving it is also part of the fun. Um, We knew that Niobe Labs wasn't going to drop a gun. We knew Niobe Labs was going to unlock a forge and give us like an emblem or a ghost. That was data mined. And people still poured hours and hours and hours because solving it's fun being the first to solve it being part of the team that solves it is fun and that's what was so great about this is there was no world's first it was literally we don't know who was first by the way no one's even tried to claim that why because that's not why we were doing it and I know Bungie said there was not going to be any world's first but nobody nobody tried to steal that valor and just run ahead and oh, got it first. <laughs> nobody people were deafening in the discord so they wouldn't ruin it for anybody else everybody was so cool about it even chat was cool about it. Nobody tried to come over here and spoil it for me or anybody else because there were people that got there, got there faster. They're they're faster at skating and stuff with swords. So like, but nobody, man, nobody was trying to do that. It was so, it was, it was what you would want. You're like, oh, please, nobody spoil it. You know, please don't, please don't make it about that because it's always awkward, right? It's so awkward when somebody makes the dialogue about that because then you got to speak to it. You be like. Well, now we gotta talk about this. No, nobody was first. I don't know why they're claiming that they are first. Like, we didn't have to do any of those awkward conversations. The only awkward conversations we had to have were stemming from people spinning false narratives that weren't not involved in what was going on. Uh, Flying Mangoes. Do you think this sets a precedent for future exotics to be released in this fashion, or is this a more unique? I think this is like a more unique thing about the time traveling thing and getting it early. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do this again. <laughs> and the puzzles tend to come like once a year, so. Don't forget they weren't even sure the solution was correct. Right, I mean we were just guessing. We didn't know we didn't know that at the time, but they guessed the final piece and guessed right. They had like a one in they had a one in five chance. Uh, Jamaria, do you think that maybe they will add something special to the season after the dust is settled from the Bastion corridors of time? I don't think so. I think that, that I think they view it as a success. Uh, origami. What do you think is the most important thing about bunching the community should be learned from the puzzle and how it turned out? Uh, I think showing us a reward ahead of time for something like this was just a mistake and they've learned from that. I don't think they'll do that again. BMAC. What do you see? Uh, would you like to see how Bungie expected us to finish the puzzle? Maybe if they had a more streamlined process. Do you know what I would love to see? I really hope they do this. I want a Bungie ride along. 
with this. I want to know what did they think about our approach? How would have they approached it? How do they envision it being solved at the what like what pace did they predict? I would love a bungee ride along because this thing was wild. I mean, it was. I'm telling you, there had to be meetings where people were like this is too ambitious. You can't do this. There had to be naysayers at Bungie that were like that you cannot do this. This is crazy. Um, I want Bungie's map. That too. That too. I would love a ride along. I think it'd be really, really cool and have questions submitted from the audience because this is the raid ride alongs are cool for that reason too. Like getting a view into what they were thinking when they did that with King's Fall and they got to Golgoroth and they were like, you know, the one orb strat, you know, the one puddle strat just ended up being better at Golgoroth. Like they just admitted that. And it was just, that's, that's one of my, that's one of my like saddest moments in in King's Fall. I love that raid, but it was so sad when I had to concede and admit that one puddle was superior. I thought they were going to launch hard mode and we were going to need to run rotation method because rotation method at Golgoroth is so fun, it's so satisfying, it's a machine and one puddle's boring. And it was cool to hear their them talk about that and about how that was not something that they anticipated. So, I think we opened up the queue on questions. We didn't use to uh, accept this many, but I'm going to let it go because this was such a fun time. This will be a little bit of a longer episode. <clears throat> you think Dylan would come on a roundtable and discuss how they watched feelings and they got watching? I don't know. I could talk to them. I could talk to him or Deej. I don't, I don't know if they would want to do that. They generally like to do that on their own streams, not just like somebody's podcast. Um, I don't know if they've done much of that on DCP and some of the other podcasts they go on. They seem like they've dialed back on that, but I could be wrong. Uh, Sunfire, do you think Bungie could take a look at old exotics for reworks? Oh, 100%, especially with champion mods. Winter Wolf, three weeks from now, a new puzzle quest arrives with the reward being an unknown exotic. Would you go through the same process and do it all over again in order to unlock a reward early or leave it until it's free to the public? Oh no, I would definitely want to jump in and be part of the solution because it was really, really fun. I wouldn't sleep deprive myself if I, didn't, if I wasn't having a good time. You know, it was so fun. Uh... Jay says, with us now being woven into the lore with time traveling, would it be a fair expectation that there's a la- there are lasting changes aside from getting the gun early, like it would change more things? Uh, that would be neat, right? That would be neat to say, well, you guys altered history because you time traveled. Uh, I don't know how that's, how much they would want to do that, though. Zanith. Uh, would you like a puzzle like this to happen every season or maybe every other season? I think once a year is good. I think more often than that, it would be risky because you're, you're going to lose like when it's momentary like this and it's, it's annual, more people would be apt to get involved. I think if you do it too rhythmically, people will be like, oh, I don't want to get involved this time. Other people will get involved. And why do they keep making stuff for Reddit and raid secrets in the streamers? You know, that, that, that people would start to kind of like, eh, maybe twice a year, maybe, you know, maybe one in January and another in the summer or something. But I wouldn't want to go any more than that. Any more than that, I think it would just start to get kind of like a, oh, come on. Another one of these people would start to get annoyed, I think. I also think, like with raids, the more time they have to work on it, the better it is. Niobe was kind of a who, and then this was kind of a, oh, this is built, and it's kind of got fail-safes in place. We can't really fail. Eventually, we'll have enough data. H2 to Accord. Whisper Outbreak missions were made in a time when Bungie had VV and High Moon. Do you think Bungie has enough bandwidth to create another one? Well, obviously, it's risky, right? This was not, um, this is, oh, this is such a good question, because think about it. This was not content, and that's the important thing to remember here. They don't want to put substantive content on the calendar that is appealing to the small a small portion 
Um, and they also have to be careful when content like this lands because it is going away. It's it's part of seasonal model. So with the seasonal content model of here's ten dollars, here's a bunch of value. Bungie has to be very careful about creating content that appeals to a minority. And yes, the puzzle appealed to a minority, but you can't say Bungie developed a bunch of content for a minority. Because the, the, the corridors of time is incredibly simplistic in its design. From a developer standpoint, it's not nearly as substantive and as in-depth as the uh, like a raid or, or sundial. Now, the logical structure of the puzzle, sure, but the rooms and the content and the enemies and stuff, there was probably a team working on the puzzle aspect, but I don't think that takes away from other content. And I think that makes sense in a seasonal model. We we don't want them developing a raid every season. I know there's a raid team, but I mean, it's, the, the quality would go down. And again, you're, you're potentially overfeeding a smaller portion of the community. One raid a year makes sense <clears throat> for, in regards to that. Scorn. Curious about your thoughts when Bungie will decide to give us a real breakthrough lore-wise with the Darkness Traveler uh, where the player's involved. Probably not until September. I think they're going to inch along storylines and minor storylines and sub-storylines because Osiris is important for the future of the of the storyline. So they're bringing him back in. Um, more than likely, Rasputin will also be uh, woven in. So... I would, I would, I would say that the the big overarching story of darkness and stuff will be will uh, get pushed further forward in September. I thought it was free. If the puzzle wasn't solved by the twenty eighth, would the quest have been appeared? I don't know. They haven't really said. Uh, LLB rude, ha, <laughs> brood. Uh, question: Do you think that they shouldn't have had another weapon? What do you think about do they do with their drought? We've talked about the weapon and the droughts are you know kind of self imposed. Uh, we answered Parasito's question already. We answered it earlier. Omega, do you think Bungie teasing our death is just a way for them to force us to start over in D three? It's possible. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they want to do that. I don't. I don't know if they want to do that though. The, the, the reset might might come from you know in a different way. Green Giant. Do you think Saint 14 is going away after this season? I personally um, oh there you go. They also have this now this splash screen is also up there. Uh, Saint 14 has picked up latent signals that align with his light frequency. Speak to Saint to help him with his investigation. Bastion of Hope. There you go. Um, I don't think they're getting rid of Saint but other people say that he's leaving. I don't know. Arctic Spartan. Do you think the fact that there was no hype around Bastion before we beat the puzzle was the reason people are upset? If Dark Drinker uh, had been on the roadmap, people had been excited to get it early. Yeah, I don't know where I land on this. It could have gone either way. You know, it, it could have gone either way because people could have been like, well, we already knew we were getting this, but they could have been like, well, at least it's exciting. Nobody really cared about Bastion because we didn't know what to think about it because we didn't have it yet. So the only power the Bastion had was to be a surprise, and they took that away with the calendar. Parasito says, I'm convinced this puzzle was made by two to three people with high caliber data tools and programs they wanted to test out. Maybe as a way to experiment with what the game can do moving forward. That's pretty good feedback considering this could help them with ideas about the infinite forest and randomly generated environments, randomly generated enemies, randomly generated instances so that it always feels unique. They've tried to do that with the infinite forest, but it it obviously just feels like different set pieces that connect. Maybe they are experimenting with that. Like, you never get the same result depending on the doors that you run through. Uh, terminal. If the puzzle was released today, and the puzzle was solved the day before reset, and we got Bastion, do you think community would be upset if it didn't when it did? Uh, this is just woulda, shoulda, couldas. Geek ship. What's your opinion of trace rifles? I would love for legendary trace rifles to be a thing. I've been campaigning for that for a long time. I love trace rifles. 
um, Lang Solo. Could Bungie, as others suggested, hype by providing a way of submitting the information through Bungie.net? We already talked about that one. Uh, Captain, how do you think the puzzle reward will affect the future of puzzle secrets inside of the community? I think they're going to chalk this up to a success. I really do. Tons of people got involved. Bungie, Bungie can see that. It's clear that lots of people and got leaned in and got involved. And no matter what they do, there's naysayers. And in this case, I think there's way more people that are walking away with like a "that was really awesome." And there's there's way less people that are that are that are, you know they're poo pooing the event. I I think more people are walking away with a really really fond memory uh, as opposed to uh, the alternative. Lang Solo. Do you think uh, there is a harder version of the Sundial coming? One of the Triumphs? Yeah, I know about the Triumph. I don't know. I don't know why they would put that on the, the map if it was coming. Maybe it's coming with that Inotam guy. Warchief. Do you feel Bastion meets the criteria of a unique item and a fun weapon that fills a niche role versus an exotic that's so powerful you feel like you always have to use it? This is such a good way of putting it. I mean, we already kind of talked about this earlier. I've kept bringing up the Genesis chain. It was not a best-in-class primary, but it was unique and fun, and it got the job done. I believe Bastion is doing that. It's unique. There's no other gun like it. It's fun, and we honestly don't want a meta weapon. If you get a meta weapon, you feel like you have to run it all the time, and it neuters your, your loadout, and then you kind of feel like, well, I guess I have to run this all the time, you know? And so, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like people talk out of both sides of their mouth a lot of the times. It's like, which is it, you know? Which is it? If you want a meta weapon, great, but then we complain about meta weapons because they feel required for all the content, or they trivialize the content, you know? Parasito, I believe we answered this one. Yes. Uh, Grand Champ. Now uh, that we've messed with time and whatnot, are we going to see the stranger at the end of the season? I, th- I still think they're going to bring her back as a time traveler. We'll have to wait and see. The Muffin Incident. <laughs> what uh, When comparing Niobe and Quarters of Time, difficulty and execution aside, do you think events like these w- w- should include lore component like Niobe, or was this less technically complex a better entry point for the community? I mean, the the, the lore here was there. You got lore entries, so I, you know, I, I thought it was fine. I don't think that... I don't think the, the events all need to feel the same and be the same. B, are you disappointed by the negativity by a minority in the community? Um, usually, usually I can take, I can take negativity and complaint a lot of the times and kind of shelve it as this is part of gaming. This is part of the Destiny community. As I said before, negative feedback is a, is a strength. We provide negative feedback and criticism, and it helps the game grow better. The underbelly of weakness. Every strength has an underbelly of weakness, right? If you really want to picture it, like, you can put on really, really strong armor, and it's strong, but the underbelly of weakness is that you're slow and easier to attack by an agile enemy. Think about it like that. In here, we have this strength, this overarching, like, hey, you know, we can provide negative feedback and criticism, but the underbelly of weakness there is that we can start to kind of feel like, is the game ever going to be right? Because everybody kind of complains about everything. Even when we get what we want, there's people that are like, well, I don't like this. I don't want this. Um, definitely not a minority. No, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think if you, people are complaining about the, the bastion, but I think by and large, most of the player base was unaware of it. So they're not complaining. The portion of the player base aware of it leaned in and had fun and contributed massive amounts of data and, 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 and supported it. Now people being upset about bastion is separate. I would say so the people that are being negative about bastion, I think they have a right to say, well, this is kind of lame. You guys told us we were getting this. I think that's fine. 
the people that were being negative about the, the the puzzle and the inclusion and all that, I I would say they're a minority because out of the people that could contribute and paid attention to Reddit and streams and stuff, it seemed like most people were loving it and leaning in and having a good time. And then the other portion of the player base that doesn't really pay attention to this stuff is just kind of like, I don't really care. I don't watch any of that. I don't go to Reddit or streams, you know? Like, 90% of the player base doesn't pay any attention to, to Twitch or Reddit. <laughs> so we're already dealing with a minority, and within that minority that pays attention to these sorts of things, I think most people were enjoying it and having a good time. Bastion is where people, I think, rightfully are saying, we knew this was coming. This doesn't really seem to fit a mysterious, crazy puzzle, you know? And I think they're right to voice that. I think Bungie needs to hear that feedback. Uh, and then Gamer. Do you think uh, a DLC here strategy would be better than the current seasonal structure? The seasonal structure now is the best the game's ever been. And you can look at a lot of places to see evidences of that. Um, when we went from King's Fall, uh, d- taking King to Rise of Iron, it was awful. Huge droughts with nothing. And people just easily forget the past. And same with Osiris and Warmind. We cannot go back. That doesn't work a game that wants hobbyist players and hobbyist activities, it doesn't work to waterfall dump a DLC every four months that's ripped through in two to four weeks. So, the brew poet, the Hebrew poet. What's the point of the funeral clip? I don't see how that ties into the story uh, wise that already exists. It just seems like it was thrown in. Um,. It it's it's part of the the ever the ever weaving story of the fact that we can see into the past and the future. It it's mysterious, and that's what Destiny does, right? They give you mysterious breadcrumbs that don't make any sense, and then they make sense later. So that's kind of what I feel they're doing with it. They're like laying breadcrumbs that there's a there's a future where we don't make it, and we got to figure out what that means and what we're going to do about it. Rexus, if the quest would have been done one more step, where Osiris says that he needs time to calibrate the sundial again, and you have to run one last sequence, would that have been a better way been a been a way um they'd have had time to put a secret exotic in i said this a little uh, like an hour or two hours ago or something i said they could have given us a thing that led to a weapon that we had to wait like you're saying wait a week for that would have been really anticlimactic like congratulations five and a half days sleep deprived you're worn out and you finally solved it and you get um a ticket come back in a week people have been like are you, are you kidding me? You can take this ticket and you can shove it right in your... Like, people would not have liked that. It, it would have been probably worse than what they did. It, you don't want to have that be the way it ends. Now, if they came back and they were like, well, we have to do that because of data miners, I still don't think that's any consolation to having to basically wait for a reset to get our reward. Like, yay, we did it! And we got a... A, what? Is it a token? Is this a coupon for later? What is this? Like, it would have been, I think it would have been worse. <laughs> Alexander, do you think the Empyrean Foundation will be in-game community event where fractaline donations? I think that's exactly what it is. Yes, a lot of fake folks have speculated that. Uh, Major Glory, you said, easy to submit a picture. It wasn't easy to submit a good picture for console. Uh, I have the infrastructure to participate, but I expect most console players didn't. Uh, should the puzzle have been easier? Homie, I just... I. We're not, we're not, we're not playing with a bunch of grandparents, man. I got a lot of, I got a lot of pictures that were clearly taken with the phone, and it worked just fine. Like, I, 
You walk up to your TV and you take your picture and then you send it on Twitter and now you have a hyperlink to your image. Like, I, w- what are we dealing with here? I mean, I know boomers play this game, but for frick's sake, it was not, it was, I, I, I transcribed a lot of images that were clearly somebody taking a picture of their console and there's a take a screenshot button on Xbox. Isn't it like the Y button or something? Like, I don't, <laughs> you can literally take a screenshot and then you can link your Xbox account with Twitter and tweet the image. People did that too. Like, I don't, what, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> you're on Twitch and you play video games and you can't figure out how to take a picture? What? Like, who are these people? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Who? Who? There plenty of people figured it out, man. What? What? How did they stumble into hobbyist Destiny player habits and Twitch if they can't figure out how to take a dadgum picture like come on man <laughs> Maximilius do you think it would have been better for Bungie to include specifics about the new exotics in the roadmap it said say X number of new exotics yeah we've we've treaded this ground already so keeping it a mystery but telling us we're getting one might have been better Heron plays a fun one amidst the chaos which Destiny character would you want to read you a bedtime story Eris Morn uh, I pooted do you think the community feedback, positive and negative, pushed insiders to open up ways to participate and open up channels of information? Well, no, we didn't have infrastructure to do it, right? It, it pe- that's what I meant. Like people were like, "You should have done this a couple of days ago." It's like, dude, we, we, what are you talking about? We're building these systems as we go, and so it took a while for the systems to be developed. It wasn't like. Uh, like they didn't put their heads together on Sunday and they're like, okay, we got a PR problem. People are really unhappy. Johnny, can you come up with something to fix this? That's not what was going on. Like I said, we weren't like an existing business that had infrastructure to solve these problems. It was corridor crunch came up with a way for people to crowdsource transcribe and vet the transcriptions and then send them to us so they could go into our spreadsheets and databases to be vetted. Like that, that kind of came up you know it it in that that was developed over time and then also submitting images via a form we came up with that because initially hang with me on this one because we didn't know how big the map was going to be the first day we were putting together the map they were hand doing it in photoshop and so the, the the bigger that it conceivably got we were like oh my gosh like we can't have people tweeting images at us and putting them in Discord. It's There's too many. There's too many. So, what do we do? We came up with infrastructure. Alright, we'll take all the pictures. After Lono takes all the pictures, you gotta give them to this guy. After this guy gets them, he's gonna load them into a spreadsheet with a script. I had a guy do that. He came up with this. This is crazy. He had a script that would analyze a Google Drive folder, and it pulled the images and put them in a spreadsheet, like, automatically. I dumped like 600 images in that Google Drive. That's crazy. We just had to like come up with it. So we weren't like sitting around like, well, I mean, we could just do this and 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 this, and this but we don't really feel like it. It was like we were literally coming up with things on the fly because it was, we didn't know. We thought, keep in mind, the first image that we built was an 11 sequence image that I drew on a piece of paper and the next image was absurdly like absurd in its size it was, it was crazy 
It was crazy. So the stuff that they came up with was just like, it was impressive, but it was also ad hoc, improvised. Like, what do we need? We As pain points arise, we attempted to meet them. I am not a brain in this realm. Development, spreadsheets, blah, blah, blah. That's not me. I showed up every day and I said, what needs done? Go transcribe. Here. Boom. Here's a block. Okay. And I would transcribe. And then somebody would come in and, hey, Lono, we're pulling you off a transcription. We need photos. Okay. And I, like, I just showed up and was like, what do you need? Like, because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I couldn't come up with any of the stuff they came up with. The fact that I could just sit like a, like a monkey and just ka-chink, take a picture next, ka-chink, take a picture, and then just like drag and drop those images into a folder. The fact that I could just do that was great because there ain't no way I was coming up with all the other stuff people came up with because that's not my wheelhouse. I was like, I edited, Parasito doesn't know this, I edited conditional formatting like four different times and I was successful in doing so (laughs) I don't know what happened it was a dupe checker and it wasn't working and I looked at it and the numbers were wrong and it was very easy to figure out I could go to the cell below it and I could be like okay it's D681 D681 and mine's wrong so I need to make mine D680 and I edited some of the conditional formatting and I fixed it Um, yeah I didn't tell you this and I, I didn't mess anything up. I know what I'm doing with conditional formatting. I respected the rules. All, something got out of whack down low. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> I didn't break anything. I didn't break anything. Um, but but that was like that was the ceiling on what I could do and contribute. Like a couple of times, I was like, "Oh, this number's wrong. This is row, you know, six eight one, and it's got six eight seven in there." And I would and I and I fixed it. I don't know how that happened, but in any case. I would just show up and be like, where do you need me, boss? Like, that was that was what I did. And I had fun doing that. Uh, asynchronous. Would it be possible to get an image of the complete puzzle without the path drawn on it for people that would like to solve the maze themselves? I have no idea. Paris could answer that in chat. Sunfire. Since the obelisks are for free-to-play players, do you see the obelisk staying? I think the obelisk in the tower is staying, so you'll be able to continue getting those weapons, but I don't think the uh, the obelisks on the planets are staying, because they're oriented to the sundial. The obelisk in the tower doesn't need to be oriented to the sundial. It's just going to contain bounties, so you can continue getting the gun frames. But sundial will close, and subsequently, I believe, the four planetary obelisks will as well. Coldheart. Is it possible to get a kinetic trace rifle? We have a sniper, shotgun, bow, now a fusion. Oh, I would like that. What would it do, though? Would it just be a kinetic beam, like a white beam? That might actually be kind of cool. Um, that'd be kind of neat. And then give it osmosis of some kind or something. Like, if you hit a shield, it adapts to that shield and becomes solar. Oh, that'd be hot. Oh, that'd be a cool um, exotic. An exotic kinetic trace rifle that absorbs the shield element that it hits so it would be like a universal shield popper give me that now see money do you feel like the dialogue about your guardian should be accessible beyond this event it's going away after a short time doesn't seem right to me um i mean i hear where you're coming from but i don't even know i you know i to me it's like uh, to me, th- this sort of thing isn't that isn't that uh, important. Uh, it it 
I, I, I get why it might be important to you, but keeping things in game so you can go listen to some dialogue every once in a while, it's not really a front burner issue right now. So that was more questions than I've done in a really, really long time. I'm going to end it there. I'm not shutting the stream off. If you've been here and thought this was dope, if you enjoyed the puzzle, if you enjoy my vibe, it's like an interactive podcast where you can submit questions. I'm also family friendly, so you can keep me on with kids in the room or have me playing while you're at work. Um, if you enjoy that, uh, you can click follow and turn on notifications. You can keep adding to the dialogue, adding feedback and asking me questions, but we are going to do an outro for the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe.